1: You can also email the show. The address is sporgy at christophermedia.net. If you would like to donate to Sporgy, you can click on the PayPal button at christophermedia.net. If you use amazon.com, please click and bookmark the Amazon link at christophermedia.net. It will not cost you any extra money, and you will help to support Sporgy. If you are looking to launch your own website, please click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media uses HostGator to host all of the shows produced by the Christopher Media Network. When you click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net and sign up for HostGator, you're helping to support Sporgy. We know that choosing the perfect gift for a man is a difficult task, but not anymore. TheBroBasket.com is here to help. We all know men are hard to shop for, but what do guys actually like? Their favorite alcohol that's what? it could be craft beer, wine, whiskey, scotch, or tequila. The brobasket.com will put it in a gift basket full of their favorite gear and goodies. You can customize your own bro basket or choose from a variety of different bro baskets, like the ultimate import sampler, the Jack and Coke gift set, or the junior executive gift basket. boozeless but still cool. BroBaskets are also available. TheBroBasket.com gives you many shipping options to choose from, including rush delivery and Saturdays. 21 and over, please. State and local laws apply. Beer, wine, and liquor are not available for shipping in all states. You can help to support Christopher Media by clicking through the BroBasket.com banner at ChristopherMedia.net.
0: Men used to be hard to shop for. TheBroBasket.com. Christopher Media. Let's make some noise. Welcome to Sporty, the show that gives you half-ass sports fans giving their half-ass opinions. And now, here are your hosts. All right, number 28.
1: It's Christmas show, the Christmas Sports spectacle. Oh. I'm
2: Chris. I'm Rich. I'm the Iceman. Yeah.
1: And now, will you know, we start the show with, well, no, first of all, number 28. Who are... Adrian Peterson. Oh, don't go there.
2: Oh, Adrian Peterson. Any freaking running back in the NFL. Any of them, pick one. Curtis Martin, Adrian Peterson, Marshall Faulk. I could do this all day. Gordon.
1: I'll go with Marshall Faulk. Like the man's sense of style, I like his Sunday morning telecasts.
2: A uh, race a uh, race car legend from NASCAR, like Super Bowl uh, Davey Allison.
1: All right. So, well, like we we start the show on a sad note, so to speak. Uh we're talking about Craig Sager. Uh we were talking before the show. Uh Earl knows who the man is, Rich and I, eh, not so much, but apparently kind of a big deal that this guy has passed. He was just,
2: he was at every major NBA sports event for the last 40 years. Uh, uh, he is to the NBA what, you know, Cosell was to boxing and the, the major sports world. Rich disagrees because people don't know him outside of NBA, and that's fine, uh, in he, outside tracks, of the NBA, so to speak. It, right. If you didn't watch NBA, you're right. You wouldn't know him. Uh, you know, but I mean, they'd be kind of saying like, you know, Al Michaels is known for Do You Believe in Miracles? And that's it. But, you know, I digress. The The man is a, an announcing legend. He is an interview legend in the uh, NBA sports world. And uh, it's sad to see him go because he was always right there. Even through his his cancer and everything else, he would take his chemo treatment, get on a plane, and get to the next big game. It,
1: yeah, didn't he have leukemia? Yeah. So I'm guessing at the end, like, that that was a wig, right? I, mean, I hate to be all morbid and shit, but that's, that's probably a wig at the end if this guy's taking chemo. I,
2: I don't know if it was a wig. Uh, I I personally like the fact that he fought through it as hard as he did. And uh, if he wore a wig, yeah, good on him.
1: No, 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 I'm not bashing him. I'm just saying pretty easy. A nice quaff's head of hair for a guy taking chemo. Hey, man, chemo's
3: weird. Some people lose their hair, some keep their hair, some people lose their hair, and it comes back different colors, comes back different, more coarse, more fine. You never know.
1: Grows back like Mr. T. I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) Trying to make light of a shitty situation, I guess. That's my bad.
2: Well, no, I mean, and it's definitely worth making light of. The man, I mean, he he just... style,
1: holy shit. I mean... I was telling you guys before the show that this, I was watching NFL Network on Sunday morning and Marshall Falk and Michael Vick were wearing suits in tribute to Craig Sager. And the rest of the guys just had ties. The man apparently had me hanging out with the brothers a little bit too long, absorbing their sense of style.
3: Either that or uh, he was <laughs> basketball's answer to Don Cherry.
1: I mean, Michael... Irving looked like he was wearing a tablecloth as a blazer. I swear to fucking god. Like, but yeah, apparently a uh, guy had a crazy sense of style for white man, for any man, apparently.
2: Well, you know, he was not scared to be different. No. I
1: don't know. Did
3: he did he cover did he cover college and professional or was he more of one over the other?
2: I'm pretty sure it was just professional. Uh, yeah. you know, uh Dick Vitale was more the college big one.
3: Yeah. Well, I was going to say, like, from what I'm gathering uh, about him, from what I've heard, if him and Dick Vitale were competing for airtime, there would be no scenery left from them chewing it up and spitting it out. So.
1: Let's see. He worked for CNN since 1981. Is that 1980? He's been yeah, he's CNN since 1980. And that's it. He's worked for Ted Turner for the last three decades because... He do he do uh, uh, commentating too for when they when they do the tournament. Uh, wait, so maybe he did cross into college. Uh, he definitely was doing the NBA March Madness TNT. So yeah, if he was crossing into to March Madness, well,
3: here in the states they throw pretty much everybody who knows anything about basketball at March Madness because it's just such a lull in the sports world.
1: Hey, do you know what a basketball is? Hey, would you like to cover March Madness? Have you bought a basketball?
3: You're a new sideline reporter. Get out there. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, because it's, oh, it's coming, too. It's, it's a time right after the Super Bowl. The biggest thing you got is the Daytona 500. You know, maybe the All-Star Games for the NBA and NHL. Yeah. Might be released for sports. At least it's not like that week in July, you know? Oh,
3: yeah, when, uh, when, when baseball's All-Star Game festivities start, it's like for four days there's nothing right? until the All-Star Game itself.
1: And not even Wimbledon is going on. You're like, oh, what do we talk about?
2: Hey, speaking of that, did you guys hear about the new NBA thing? They took a playbook, uh, a page out of the playbook of the NHL. What's that? You can't fight? No, the uh, fans don't get all the control of who starts. And it's because of the guy that they voted in last year as a prank to be one of the starters. uh,
1: Really? In the
3: NBA?
2: Yeah, it's kind of like you were talking about, Rich, with the bona fide NHL player, the bona fide All Star. NBA is doing the same thing.
3: Do you know who they voted in? That was like the the goof.
2: It was a guy that had like average seven points a game, like like Z- Zaza, I think, is his name.
3: Hmm. Well, I, that's not a new thing. That happened in the at least in my lifetime. That happened in the late '80s when, um, <clears throat> excuse me,
1: the John Scott rule according to this yeah well it
3: happened in the late 80s in uh mlb with uh mike heath he got voted as a, a starter for the all-star team and people were like who the fuck is mike heath and you know mike heath catcher for oakland the tigers and when he came to the tigers he became more of a utility player because they got matt and oak so they really didn't need him behind the plate every day but uh yeah i, I don't i was what 10 i think when it happened I can't remember I in sports didn't have cable and sports wasn't the 24/7 news cycle like it is now. I'm pretty sure MLB did something to change it up. I couldn't begin to tell you what they did though. So, yeah, uh the guy's he's he plays on
2: Dallas. His name was Zaza and I can't pronounce that last name anyways. But uh it was uh, it started out as a joke on social media. Some guy made a vo- a video that they posted about voting for Zaza for the NBA and it caught on and went viral, quote unquote. And everybody started voting and well he started.
1: So it's like what? Is it like in high school when they put the, the, the nerd on the, on homecoming court, that
2: kind of thing? Is that what's going yeah, on? Yeah, or 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 let the mentally challenged or handicapped run for the touchdown I means nothing.
3: Which goes to show that when they pulled that in the eighties before the internet, that that, that was pretty slick. Because they had to take some organizational skills that you just don't have, you know, you didn't have back then. You can't hop on a website like, you know, an ESPN forum and go, hey, as a joke, as a goof, let's all vote for extra you know, player to be in the All-Star game. So
1: In the 80s, you probably had to have people with, like, pamphlets handing shit out in front of the stadium or some shit. Well, you know, I remember I went a to... a club I, spearheading shit.
3: I went to a Tigers game probably about a month before, it was in 87, 87 or 88, um, a month before the All-Star game, and they actually handed ballots to you. And I think this could this could just be, what do you call it, uh, urban legend. But the story was is that because everybody got a ballot, a lot of people would just like, throw them on the ground, smoke around, collected up ballots, and just did like a mass punching, you know what I'm saying, and turned them in. And that's how come Mike Heath got a uh, got on the All Star game as a starter. So,
2: yeah, but that just that type of shit right there is what's pissing me off about the NBA. I, I mean, it really you. is.
1: Yeah, you you've been uh, apparently you got a bug up your ass
2: about the NBA this week, there, Iceman. Man. Should we just let it? Ri- should should you just let you go? I, just real quick, I can't stand people talking about. Well, I got a triple double. I got a triple double. Well, I got a triple double. I got nine of them in a row. And that's why I posted to you guys in our private chat, the, the bulls, and that shit. You know, that's when, you know, triple-double meant something. You worked your ass off. You got scars, possibly, getting that triple-double. Now they're handing them out like candy. Now it doesn't mean shit. I got a triple-double. So did I. So what?
1: You think that's because it's... Now, do you think that the skill level has risen or the rules have changed and it's easier? I think the rules have changed and it's way easier. But how is it easier to... How is it easier to put up double-digit stats?
2: Because if you touch one of these kids, you get fouled. Look at that video I showed you of how hard they were hitting Michael Jordan. Scottie Pippen got clothesline okay, for but, fuck's sake. But
1: I, I, I'm playing devil's advocate here, but I also kind of, too, kind of my, where, kind of my opinion. That's only one of the three. You got to get you, points, assists, and rebounds, right? So that's points. But how how is the rules? How how is it's the same it's the same thing
2: with rebounds. But how does it help you with they, rebounds they and assists? No, 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 no! But they throw bows back in the day. You do that now, you get fined, suspended, you get ejected from the game. You might get a suspension, and if you do it twice, like uh, AJ or AJ uh, Draymond Green did in the finals, you, you get suspended for so many games in the finals. Yeah, Draymond did some. There was some
1: iffy. It's, it's right around the time Rich and I started the show. I think the, the consensus we came to is there was some, there was some. Some iffy behavior on Draymond's part. A little bit, yeah. That
2: is old school basketball, though. No, that's all isn't. I'm saying. The shit that Draymond Green did and other people are doing right now is old school basketball. And that's why I showed you the video. Dennis Rodman, Bill Laimbeer, the men that were down low throwing bows. I don't care about getting kicked in the face. Man was absolutely aiming for the man's head with his elbow. And that shit didn't get called. That meant get out of my way. This is my rebound. Nowadays, they go up and ticky-tack it. Oh, look, I got a rebound. Yeah, you could do it, too, because if I touch you, I get a foul.
1: But you could also argue the style of play has changed, too. I mean, it's, we, it's the same conversations we've had with hockey. You know, this is, this is not the, the the NHL that's around now. The style of hockey that's around now is not the style that was when we were kids, and you probably aren't the same with basketball.
2: No, no, no. At the same time, I could still watch a hockey game and and kind of be entertained by it. They're still checking. A fight might break out. You know, the girls scoring, whatever. You know, I'm kind of happy they don't have the two-line pass rule anymore, whatever. But with the NBA, any NBA game I watch, any single game I watch, it feels like I'm watching the Harlem fucking Globetrotters.
3: I think the NBA is uh, in all of our lifetimes. It's a lot more noticeable how much they've changed and how quickly they've changed. Uh, you know, as much as I bitch about a lot of things in, in hockey, um, hockey knows it knows its core audience, and hockey's doing it a different way than the NBA did. The NBA just implemented new rules and had zero tolerance on them. I mean, because we all remember the bad boys from back in the day. That's what they were known for. That's why they were called the bad boys. That's why Jordan couldn't get past them until they fucking implemented the Jordan rules. Where if you're Michael Jordan, you can't be touched because it's a foul. And that's one of the reasons that I really lost interest in basketball. And the last the last time I really had any interest in basketball was because of one player. And that was Al- I- Allen Iverson. Because Allen Iverson, in the world of basketball, is tiny. All six foot of In the of world him. of
1: sports, he's tiny. You know. You really get down to and it.
3: And let's be honest, in sports, if they're calling him six foot, then he's probably under six foot. It's just like, you know, early. Like I used to, you know, Bob Prober being my favorite player ever, I used to collect his, his, you know, hockey cards and anything I could about him. And at one point, early in his career, they were listing him at 6'5. When he himself admitted he's only 6'3, they would just have him put his skates on there and add that to his height I mean, to, listen, to, to make him more intimidating man. on paper. Not a game, not So a game. If they're giving not Allen Iverson six foot. He's we probably do. more like five ten. I know it's
4: important.
3: And he was a warrior out there. I mean, he he just say what you want about the man. You don't like his lifestyle. You don't like the way he carried himself, presented himself, whatever. That man gave one hundred and ten percent when he was on the court. Up until well, he he. I can't take. I can't. I can't say this. I, he definitely went, when he started coming off the bench. That's when he was like, "Well, I'm not going to give one hundred and ten percent anymore." Why should I? You, you know, you call me your franchise player. What franchise player comes off the bench?
1: I'm just going to give the regular hundred, no extra ten percent. But
3: I mean, also, that goes to show that it took a guy like him to. And I know I'm not the only person that that you know was a fan of his his style of play. It took a guy like him to get me interested back in basketball. I wasn't even interested in the 2004 Pistons. I didn't. I could. I could not have cared less. I was oh. like, oh, big deal. You won. You weren't going I to work. The, no. No. I liked them as... I liked their personalities. I think they did play a... a, a
1: if it ain't rough, <sighs> it ain't right. Those Pistons...
3: Yeah, I liked, I liked the, the style. They reminded me of the bad boys. She did not style, entertain you. The style, I said I liked their personalities, and the style of play they tried to bring back before. That was completely, okay, we're not having this. I mean, you can't take anything away from what? They went to two finals and six Eastern Conference finals. Yeah, in in if a six-year period, and they won one championship. You can't you can't fuck with that. I mean, and that was a team that was not built like.
1: they were a a block away from two Robert Horry, you motherfucker.
3: You know, but they they weren't built like L.A. Once again, they were more built like the the bad boy Pistons. You know, Isaiah was your star, and I guess the, the standout star of of that stretch of of Pistons would have to be Chauncey Billups. Oh, sure, but. I mean, the rest of the guys were just, they knew, look, we have a role to play. We come in, we do it. And if we all do what we're supposed to do and we all play our role, we win. That's all there is to it. And it doesn't matter what coach you throw our way. So.
1: Now, we got our yeah, one uh, with Larry Brown, right? That was his yeah. like one year? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, the next year, he also took them to the NBA Finals. That's when they lost against San Jose. Yes. San Antonio. San Antonio, excuse me.
1: Crossing Leeds. Okay.
3: Yeah, I know. <laughs>
2: that would have been something. But it's guys, the Pistons seriously Pistons though, starts. that's... The, <laughs> there we go. That's the type of stuff I'm talking about. And I'm with you, Rich. The 2004 Pistons, that's probably when I started to lose almost any interest in the NBA. I was watching it and I'm like, these guys remind me of the bad boys. And then it just started to fade after that. When they broke up, I, I, I love... You know, the Warriors, I, I love that they can hit all of these three shots. And I, I love the fact that, you know, they got three or four people on the team that could do it. It's a great thing. But it's just not basketball anymore. I don't see the competition. You know, uh, Michael uh, Michael Westbrook an uh, OKC had a 40-point game and they lost, you know, and he's one of those people that were boasting about the triple doubles and had so many in a row. The scoreboard bitches. What's that do for your win loss column? It just, it, the whole, the whole league as a whole doesn't seem entertaining at any level anymore. <coughs> and it, it was evident by the, the coach of the Pistons, you know, funny enough, uh, Stan Van Gundy coming out and calling the Pistons out. They were talking about, you know, the Pistons had this team meeting, and what was said in the meeting. And Jeff Van, or or Stan Van Gundy goes, it "Doesn't matter what's said in the meeting. It matters what you do on the floor. It matters how you play." Yeah. And he's absolutely right. Tell you know, things
1: all you want. but Let's uh, get it done in the win loss column.
2: But here again is my issue with the NBA. Don't say that out loud, Stan. Say that in the locker room. But man, they I don't have, remember. got reporters I
1: up their ass looking for sound bites, though. I mean, that's kind of kind of comes with the territory,
2: right? But I never once heard Phil Jackson come out and berate his Bulls or his Lakers.
1: It's not his style. Everyone's got a different style, you know. I'm sure Bobby Knight was never <laughs> considered a player's coach, you know, but he had his style and it got it done. You know, Ditka, I'm sure, wasn't a player's coach. But, you know, Belichick I mean, doesn't seem like he's a player's coach.
2: I, and I'm with you, but I just, that league as a whole seems to have changed so bad. And it, it, almost none of it good. Well,
1: it's just it's, it, to me, it seems like it's just shifted more towards offense. Like, there's no more defense anymore. Exactly. Like, like it ain't about, exactly. you're not, you're not going to see any 60-something to 60-something games anymore. It's going to be like our offense. It's going to be you just get the more high-powered offense. I mean case in point like you look like the team that was put together in Miami. I mean, that was just pretty much an offensive unit. Like we're going to win by just sheer numbers putting up points every game. That's how we're going to win. No defense involved. Uh it's just
2: it's not the game anymore. At that point just play volleyball or something. I don't know.
3: <laughs> oh man. I I I'm right there with you. I'm one of the very first Forgies. I, I pretty much Pretty much said word for word what you just said, and I was just like, "eh, you know, it's it just doesn't do a lot for me." I mean, the, the the major stories I'll try to keep up on in the NBA, but sit down and watch games, mm, eh, not really. I mean, it, it it has to there has to be a there has to be some reason for, to get me to watch the game besides it's on.
2: Well, that's what I'm saying. The major story used to be a triple double. It used to be this guy played outside his freaking mind this game, and there was nothing anybody could do to stop him. And they tried, and they tried hard. So, Rich, your you know?
1: your reaction to the NBA now sounds like me when I see a chick that's built like Taylor Swift before her, tit implants. Yeah, like, eh, really, thanks, but uh, you know, yeah, I, I you can give I, me your number. I, maybe I'll call you.
3: Even with the bolt-ons, I'm like, yeah, yeah you just you're straight up and down, sweetheart. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know whether to pick, pick my teeth with you or show you the door. I don't know. That's, so.
1: so, so Rich does not want to fuck the NBA. <laughs> That's what we've come down to. But so uh, while we're talking about NBA, should, should we talk
2: about this DeMarcus Cousins thing? I, you know what? I half agree with him and I half don't. I think, really, this is a story that shouldn't have been aired.
1: Uh, you're a public figure. You do things in public especially gangster shit with your brother.
2: But that's just it. His brother's not a public figure. And all he was saying to this reporter is, don't write shit about my brother. Write anything you want about me. Say what you want about me. Don't talk about my brother. You don't know him.
1: (laughs) Don't be a noted personality doing gangster shit in public with your brother and your brother won't get written about.
3: Okay, well, first of all, I watched the video you sent, and that was multiple incidences with multiple writers. And the video didn't
1: even try to color it. The video was just like, here are these instances. It, it wasn't even like someone. It wasn't like TMC or TMZ, TMZ or somebody narrating like Demarcus Cousins. And on know.
3: top of that, it seems like the beat writer, the really old dude, uh, is he had problems with him before this. So maybe that factored into why he went off on the guy. On top of it, like I said in the group chat, really? You a big biscuit eating, two liter drinking, big old fucking mountain of a man and you up in the face of a five foot nothing 100 nothing crusty old dude calling him a coward
1: yeah he looks like he's literally double the size of this man like this man yeah, could I'm be like, gonna... like this guy could have like another one of him standing on his shoulders and be eye to eye with the Marcus.
3: F- the fact that that old guy stood there and let him walk up on him and didn't break eye contact with him and said his peace back to him dictates to me that he's not a coward he might not be intelligent yeah, he not be, but he ain't a coward
2: <laughs> but at the same time though you don't want to do this when the man just gets off the court you though be brave with tempers are high already what? no what?
1: they are used to that shit man they are used to that shit that is part of why you need no, 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 no. millions no, 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 no. of dollars to play ask me and
2: anything games. and And this is why he got mad ask me anything you want about me and my play and what's going on and what i do outside ask me anything don't talk about my damn brother. You don't know I'm like that.
1: Part of what you're paid for is to act right in certain situations where most people wouldn't act right. You know, oh, yeah, so I'm just saying.
3: Okay, so here's my question. Okay, we know what you're just saying, because you just say it all the time. But here's my question. So what they're they're not they're just supposed to report on him and leave out the fact that the other people were with him because one of them happens to be his brother. No, so, absolutely you want, not. You want you want you want you want non factual reporting because of someone's family.
2: Absolutely so, not, but I'm just saying I would have said the same shit. I, they have every right to report what they're going to report, as long as it's factual and true. They have
3: a right. Just saying, if I saw him and I was him, I would said the same shit. Well, see, to me, a lot of this shit, and it did. Overall, I'm not really, I'm, I'm not really a fan of the whole athlete going off on reporter shit because in day to day life in the real world, you cannot hold your job and do that. Yeah. That is not something you can do, so this is just another example of how athletes are are, are we allow them not to grow up and it, that leads to a lot of problems with with them and their personal lives. but there's been a long history since the the moratorium on you know don't repeat the bad shit that you see players do that beat reporters that follow teams like they used to back in the day i mean imagine if the beat reporters reported everything they saw babe ruth do or mickey mantle do i mean that was the whole reason when jim bowden's ball four come out it was such a scandal scandalous book is because he named names and he didn't hold back and said this is exactly what happens during the baseball season with players you know guys doing quote-unquote beaver shoots underneath you know the stands looking for chicks and skirts and you know so they can look up them taking drugs, being hungover on the field, being drunk on the field, etc., etc., etc. That's how come it was so scandalous, because it was just before it was an unspoken rule. You don't talk about what you see. If you see a guy you know is married with a different lady in every town, you keep it to yourself. For whatever reason, it's not that way anymore. Now is that bullshit? I don't know. I t- to me, who a guy sticks his dick in, does not aff- it, it, as long as it doesn't affect his job or a woman, you know, who she lets slide some dick into her, as long as it doesn't affect her job. I don't really feel it's it's fucking news. It's her personal life. I mean, it's not like he he skipped out, uh, you know, on the second quarter to go get his fucking dick wet. So, I mean, I understand where you're coming from, Earl. But at the same time, dude. He, you, you, he couldn't have done that with any other job and kept his job. He no, I
1: totally agree.
3: I totally agree.
1: If you're at work, like I start work till that motherfucker leaves, they'll be like, "Get the fuck out of here."
3: Well, then, yeah, you, your last paycheck will be on the regular payday. Have a nice one.
1: Yeah, I just think too. I just, and you know, maybe it's just coming from from where we come from, but I've always just had the opinion that if you are in the, if you are in the have a job where you have some public notoriety, there's just certain shit you got to deal with. And you you got to learn how to deal with it. Especially if you get paid an exorbitant amount of money for what you do. I mean, that's, that's part of probably why you get that exorbitant amount, in my opinion. Hey, here's shit you're going to have to deal with that not everyone in the world is going to have to deal with. But you're getting paid way more than most people on the planet. Go. like I, I, We're in the age... I mean, Rich has brought it up a million times in several podcasts... Not just this one. Everyone's got a portable news station in their pocket now. It's just how it is. It's a new world. It's a new dawn. You know, It's if you're going to be doing gangster shit with your brother, don't be getting mad. That if it's brought up, it's named in the paper. Especially if he's one of the people that was detained for questioning. It's going to be. It's Just because just the writer wrote about it doesn't mean it still wasn't going to be public information. I don't know. I just think it's silly. He's acting like, what's going to be another big baby? What's with the, the NBA and the big babies? LeBron's a big baby. This guy's a big baby. The National Baby Association?
3: It's not just the NBA. It's just... And uh, it's all sports. I mean, it really is. The NBA is just so much smaller than every other, you know, of the big four professional sports. I mean, it just... It really is. You got, what, 11, 12 guys on a team? I mean, it's... <laughs> How many guys you got on the football team? Fifty-three plus a practice squad? Yep. You know, baseball's twenty-five that expands to forty after September first, after the call-ups. And hockey, I I believe you can still carry twenty five, but you can only dress twenty per game. So I mean that's you know, the closest is is baseball and hockey. That's the closest and they're double you know, over double the amount of people that are on a on a basketball team but on top of it basketball is very much a look at me sport look at me look what i can do look at me pay attention to me it's an ego stroke sport you know it why is that that's a whole nother podcast we could spend an hour and a half on that alone you know i mean you, you're gonna have to go back to the 60s and, and 70s versus the, the you know Fifties, forties, thirties, whatever, and there's a whole lot of reasons that it might that we might have ended up to where we're at. But when you have a a small number of players in a team with a very egocentric, and the NBA does this more so than I want, football I think does this too with their quarterbacks or at least skill skill position players. Uh, But I think the NBA does it a lot more because they have no choice but to. They like to highlight players on each team. They want a superstar on every single team in the league. That's what they want. And I think that's one of the reasons that the the, the 2000s Pistons never really got their due is because they didn't have a standout superstar. Even the bad boys had Isaiah. You know, so you, you put all that together you're going to get you're going to get conflicts you're going to get button in the locker room you're going to get people who cover that team every day and are looking for a story to fill so many inches and so many words in their fucking newspaper or online every day you're going to get you're going to get issues where people are going to butt heads
2: I, I don't know man cuz you look at the golden state warriors right now they they're not butt heads and they're full of all stars
3: it's about butt heads as far as reporters and players there's look man there are reporters and players who hate each other in every city in every sport and for whatever reason it doesn't get put out there on front street and it's in and if i it gun to my head I had to take a, a guess and my educated guess would be because both parties in that that one situation are mature enough to realize they both have a job to do if they don't like each other or leave each other alone but all it takes is for one petty person to start and then it's just we're going to up the stakes every time. If, if if the newspaper, the beat reporter, is a petty motherfucker and he goes in, and he wants an interview, and the player's had a bad game, and he blows off that reporter, boom, here comes the article shitting on that player. And that reporter had written that, uh, oh, brain fart. Come on, don't, don't cousins, sit there. Cousins, Cousins. Thank you. Jesus fucking Christ. Don't sit there and act like we don't know who the fuck we're talking about. Uh, brain fart again. Hold on a second. we. me... we're trying to reboot this all it takes is for that one reporter to write that one story and that reporter had wrote stories about how he needs to be traded he needs to be cut he needs to be let go he's a detriment to the team who knows what started that this shit could have started this shit could have started in a hotel bar waiting for the fucking bus to take him to the fucking airport between those two over something that we'll never know about
1: did he also want to have him arrested as a nuisance to the community Anybody? Is that what he said? Anybody, Ray and Pete? Anybody?
3: Oh God, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it took me a second, but I don't know. I mean, it's let's it put it this way: it makes for good television. It makes for good reporting. It's it's a, a story where one might not have been there.
1: I, we have set a record on this I, podcast for the amount of time devoted to NBA. I'll tell you that one.
2: Well, I just my whole point was this league has gone downhill so far that we're worried about a player arguing with a reporter, as becoming news. And all the triple-doubles in the league, not news. No,
3: nothing. All right. Well, I and mean, it's a problem the NBA, either they are going to have to fix or they don't give don't, a shit enough to fix.
2: I don't know if they can anymore. I, mean, I, I honestly don't. I don't know if they can make it the NBA of I all. I, I just I don't see how you get back to that. Well, does it doesn't seem it's, like
1: Adam Silver has, uh, I think the pro, it's... We're still in Stern's NBA, really, because Adam Silver really hasn't rocked the boat so much as he's just kind of kept the ship steady as to uh, what David Stern had going. Yes, no, maybe. Yeah, but they
2: missed a fucking turn somewhere, and he's just going the wrong
1: way. Well, it probably comes with things like uh, things, things we've already talked about, things like kissing superstars' asses. You know, things like the Jordan rules. I'm sure there's probably already people talking about there's LeBron rules out there. Well, people attempt
3: to. And then they, LeBron and his publicists get together and figure out a way to deflect it back off of them, back onto the person who dared to criticize his highness.
2: Yeah, and it does posse. Oh you
3: no, know, which is fucking hilarious. Just real quick, I should not that I want to go back and recover that, but I just want to say this: this was fifteen years ago, ten ten. Excuse me, ten years ago, ten years ago, was, I think it was two thousand five, maybe two thousand six at the latest. I was I. There's a documentary about Alan Iverson that I watched a couple of weeks ago. Um, I think it was right after we had originally talked about the whole posse thing. And they pulled heavily from his interview with Stephen A. Smith. Guess what term Stephen A. Smith uses to describe Alan Iverson and his friends?
1: Gang of gentlemen. Group of gentlemen. Chaps. Yes. His bros. Brothers in arms.
4: <laughs> his and distinct Brothers. <laughs>
1: Uh, his
3: entourage
1: survey says posse
3: yes yes ding 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 number one answer gotcha so yeah i I, I, once it wait 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 wait,
1: wait. Stephen a smith can he's black all right isn't this is this one of the rules as (laughs) as white guys we're familiar with we can say jigga, but we can't say you know the one that begins with n just the rules Brothers King?
3: I, I don't know. I don't know. I just, once again, Stephen A. Smith, he's an older man. Yeah, I guarantee you he's he's more up on slang than Phil Jackson is, but seeing someone Stephen A. Smith's age or Phil Jackson's age using the term posse to talk about people's friends, I'm not shocked. So, just kind of backs up what I was saying anyways. Like, I don't really think this is a racial thing. This is more of a out of touch with the slang thing, but... We all understand if you want it to be a problem, you can make it a problem that's that's what i'll say oh and that is, that's what LeBron got
1: that's one of the lessons twenty sixteen has taught me you can, you can be offended by anything if you're looking hard enough uh,
3: yeah, you could twist you could i you, the the twisting of of words and the assumptions of intention behind the uses of words has not only in society but even it's seeped over in the sports now and it's it's really. It's really tiresome because it's like, Come on, really, really, guys? I mean, let's be honest, if you've played sports, you know that there's some horrendous, horrendous shit said between players of the opposite team, sometimes players on the same team oh, and their on mothers the field or on the ice,
1: poor, poor mothers
3: okay it's it it used to be you know it used to be uh, sacred in the in the sense of whatever's said there's left there. And you don't, you don't drag people in and go, do you know what he called me on the field or on the, on the ice or on the court? I mean, that was part of the, that was part, that was, you know, that's another thing. That was part of what used to make the NBA fun is that you'd watch guys like Reggie Miller, who you knew was just talking shit the whole game to everybody he was playing against. Because you could watch him pissing people off. I mean, he had Spike Lee jumping up and down like Spike Lee was like, the, you know the coach for the fucking knicks and it was like first of all spike lee sit your five foot ass down before reggie miller comes over there and makes change all right <laughs> yeah you know, the fuck, all right. the fuck you doing hopping up you stupid little midget you're where and you I like spike lee's i like spike lee's work as a director but you are not a basketball player shut your fucking midget mouth
1: you are where you are up to reggie Lee's scrotum or reggie miller scrotum right
3: exactly When you don't have to basically look down very far to look Gary Coleman in the eye, you need to shut up when there's a six-foot-seven man running around. Mm -hmm. That's just all I'm saying.
1: The shoes
2: will not help you here, Spike. All right? (laughs) Anyways, I just, yeah, uh, NBA, to hell with it. Them and their posses. All of them. All right. Well,
1: damn near 45 minutes on the NBA. Should we move on to the NHL? Fucking. Yes. See owner of the carolina panthers is now the secretary of the army what wait a
3: minute what that's that's football
1: no the the that carolina i'm sorry florida panthers i
3: was okay all right my bad (laughs) i was hoping that's what you meant because i was like uh does he have a military
1: background how is that team run why is this guy the secretary of the army does anybody know
3: dude the only thing I really know about the Panthers is Yager's old ass is still playing for him
1: I got Jonathan Marsyschult or however the fuck you say his name he's he's doing alright for me I'm battling for first in my fucking fancy hockey division this week but anyway Florida Panthers that's I saw that this week and then I saw didn't uh, someone get his throw cut with a skate a goalie
3: well, if they did, I missed that. I know I saw Henrik Lundqvist going for the Rangers get laid the fuck out. Really? And both of his defensemen were sitting there looking right at it and skated off.
1: So and, what? What's going on there? Did he piss off his team?
3: Um, like
1: I have no idea what's them? going on
3: there. But- but to be honest with you, all I know is that. Okay, look. Even if your goalie's fair play, if he's out of the if he's out of the crease, your goalie gets the hit that he got. You got to retaliate. You cannot let the, the other team get away with that. The player who hit your goalie like that has to pay. That should have been somebody's getting suspended for being the third man in in the brawl because one person stomping the shit out of that guy wouldn't have been enough. And. For whatever reason, the Rangers players they threw their arms up in the air and looked at the refs like, "Are you going to call that?" and then skated off to the play that back down the ice. <laughs>
1: Millennial defenseman—is that what that is? Hey, man, where's <laughs> the call? And then they just go on about their day.
3: Hey, I tried. <laughs> what well, did you guys see the hit? Uh, I
1: did not. Looked as or it's in the group, right? Or did you just talk about it?
3: I believe I sent it to you, hold on.
1: What'd you say, Lundquist?
3: Yeah. Yep. Five okay, days ago. It's in the it's in the group. Uh, uh.
1: Who hit him? Eakin. Oh, I think I'm on the right strike. Yeah, hit by Cody Eakin on Hendrick Lundquist. Underlies the fact that goalie should be fair game. Uh, show me the hit. Come on, Four Letter Network. Hook brother out. get some video. God damn it, man.
3: Uh, video. Are they not giving it to you?
1: There we go. Cody Eakin sends Lundquist's helmet flying with massive hits. Alrighty.
0: should worn the full mask in college. And the vision is pretty good. Said uh, not too bad. Yeah, are areas, right?
3: Yeah. And,
0: uh, oh, Lundqvist yeah. was knocked down by Eakin.
1: Oh, see it again.
0: And there it is again, Lundqvist there. For
4: Damn! That, I mean, that is a what hard is that? hit. He got fucking that leveled. That is a hard shoulder. Th-
3: I mean, now, I've heard a... a couple people try to say that, well, yeah, and, you know, he, he can try to he, skate between him and the an boards, to get out of the way. I mean, he's and he was Don't on Lundquist for being outside and he of the crease to play the puck behind the, the net.
1: Well, yeah, and that the rules, you if wonder, you what, leave you the crease, you're fair down? game.
3: That's uh, wow. used to be. That's a hard, hard... Right, right. Time, unless... Goal is never
2: fair game. Goal is never fair game. If you leave the
1: crease, is it... Hey, good luck. When I sh-
2: boss, boss, a goalie is never fair game. I don't care if he's at center ice. The goalie is never fair game.
3: When I say used to be, I mean I'm talking when we were children. It used to be you, you could run a goalie if he was out of his crease. However, I recall floor. You hockey, were gonna pay for it. You were gonna pay for it because the other team was gonna make you pay for it.
1: I recall when I when we were being taught floor hockey in uh, school, in elementary school. That's how our teacher taught us. He said like, goalie, you step out of that crease. Good luck. Anyone can do anything to you. Maybe he's a hockey head and I didn't know it, but that's how, that's how I was taught when I was a kid. Goalie, did you, the, the crease was like a magical wall that the, the, you can't get fucked with line. You lay leave that line you can get fucked with. I was under that impression, but I guess not.
3: Well, the irony in all this is that as much as I bitch about them trying to backdoor ban fighting in hockey and players policing themselves, um, fighting's actually up this season. I mean, it's it's up marginally. I mean, it's not a large percentage to where it's like, ooh, you know, we're going back to the Broad Street Broad Street Bullies days. It's nothing like that, but it is up. Um, And the league did suspend Eakin for four games, if I'm if if I'm recalling correctly. But Earl can tell you. I can tell you. Anybody who's played hockey can tell you. It's unheard of to see someone get to see your goalie get plowed over like that and no one just just automatically drop the drop the stick, drop the gloves, and go after that guy with nothing but murderous intent. So the And That's like uh that's like Brendan Shanahan with the Superman thing on
2: Patrick Wah.
1: So you guys Rich, you seem to have the bug up your ass a little little more about the players rather than the hit, like where are your defensemen? Where is your team? Why did why was that guy still perpendicular to the ice? Like, after he made that hit. Because the two defensemen were right there. They didn't do shit.
3: Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I mean, but that's also, well, look at the the rule changes. Okay, the goalie was playing the puck behind the net. Eakin comes to go skate behind the net. I guarantee you that defenseman that was right by Eakin knew, oh, shit, there's a chance he's going to run our goalie. And the rules don't allow for him to do anything to stop him or to, to slow him up before he gets to the goalie, to give the goalie time to make the play and get the fuck out of the way. Because that's interference these days. It's a two minute penalty. All right. So, right there, because of rule changes in the last, you know, a little bit over a decade ago, that play is now a legal play, is allowed to progress to, to, to him laying that goalie out. And apparently, whether it's from the head coach, whether it's from the organization, whether it's from the NHL itself, those defensemen couldn't do what every hockey player has been taught to do in my lifetime, as as far as I know, which is you defend your goalie no matter what. Even if he's in the wrong, you don't let someone jump your goalie. Ever. Exactly. I mean, Christ, Earl is... uh, a big motherfucker, and when we played roller hockey, he was the goalie. If someone ran him, even though he's bigger than half the people, or you know, four fifths of the people out there, everybody on his team would have been like, "Are you fucking kidding me? You don't run our goalie. That's not what you do."
1: It should have been like, "Get him." That's what. That's.
2: Well, it, it's because Chris, I don't know if you're if you keep up with hockey at all, but if you're a goalie in the NHL, y- your mindset isn't shoot. Pass, defend, skate backwards. Your mind isn't on checking, dropping the gloves, go to fight. Your mind's on one thing: stop the puck. I gotta have a clear vision. I've got to follow the puck no matter where it's at. And if they start running their goalie and start knocking him around, that takes his concentration off the puck. Then he's starting to look behind him and beside him. Who's coming at me? Where am I at? Am I in the crease? Am I out of the crease? What the fuck? Where's the puck? Oh, it's in behind me. Shit. So, every hockey player knows this. You hit their goalie, they're coming. One, two, the whole fucking bench, I don't know. But you're not standing after you hit a goalie. Never, and I'm with Rich, never in my lifetime have I seen a goalie get hit and somebody didn't bring him at least to the boards. Something. So Do something.
3: P- pussy defenseman. I, this is, and this is a theory that I'm putting forward. I have no idea if anyone else has... um Reading up over the last you know, couple months, in the minor leagues, the rules that they're enforcing as far as fighting go as such. If you get into 10 fights, you get a suspension, and every fight after that is a suspension. Some leagues, it's four games, okay, or excuse me, four fights. So if you get into four fights, it's a suspension, and then every fight after that's a suspension as well. In college hockey, if you fight, you're out of the game automatically. So they have put these rule changes. This is what I say when I say they're backdooring, banning fighting into the game. What they're doing is they're hardwiring their players to not fight. Or at the very most, you have to really pick and choose your time to drop the gloves and defend a teammate. Yeah, but hitting their goalie, that'd Ex- be the side. Exactly. So the only thing I can think, and it's just a theory, I have nothing backing it up, but... but if these guys came up through those minor leagues, came up through the college, you know, the, the the CCHA, and those were the rules that were enforced upon them, maybe they didn't even think because it hasn't been ingrained into them to drop the gloves and defend their goalie. Maybe they just, that's, you can clearly see one of the defensemen turn around and look at the goalie and having, he's got both his hands up in the air like, you're not going to call that? And it, I, this is my mindset. And I played defense and I was a stay-at-home defenseman my goal was to keep my goalie's porch clear. You were not going to park your ass in front of my goalie. My job was to get you to fuck out in front of my goalie. That way you can't sc- screen him on any shots coming towards him. If I, that would have happened, the only reason I'd have looked towards a ref is to see if I got enough time to get to that player before the ref gets to me. And that had just been a glance, and then I'd already been moving towards a player who ran my goalie.
2: I'll do you one better, Rich. What if it's just this new millennial era in the NHL? They'd rather get their way and get the penalty minutes instead of protecting their goalie.
3: No that's that's an interesting thought because on last Wednesday, when I was watching uh, uh, the the <laughs> hockey rivalry night on the uh, NBC Sports Network, they brought up a different situation, but they brought up these players are being taught not to retaliate, so let the other team get the penalty to capitalize on it and win the game. But, see, to me, that's a a false... What they're basically trying to pimp on people who don't know any better is they're saying that if you you, you could either fight and get some payback right then, or you could win the game. Well, I think we all have watched enough hockey, even if you're not a hardcore hockey fan, to know that you can do both. I mean, that's when most of the fights used to... I mean, huge brawls used to break out is when it was a lopsided victory one way or the other. So... It takes two teams to brawl, so it's not like one team just skated off and said, well, we're up 7 nothing on you. There's seven minutes left in the third period. We're just going to, you know, let you take cheap shots at us because we want to win the game. No, you're going to take cheap shots at us. We don't give a fuck what the scoreboard looks like. Now you got to pay for your fucking bullshit. Personally, I just think this. If I'm Lundquist, them motherfuckers better had a real good explanation to why they didn't jump in and do
4: something. <laughs>
3: In fact, everybody on that ice in a Rangers jersey better have a real good explanation. That's all I'm going to say.
2: I'm with you. I, I can't. The locker room. There's not going to. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. There's no way anybody's going to justify not defending your goalie. You can't win an NHL game without a goalie. You can't. And if no. you're going to defend anybody on I. The coach, uh, your your star forward, you know Crosby. Uh, if you're going to defend anybody on the ice, it is the goalie. So there is no way, no way, you're not going to you, you, that anybody's going to tell me how they didn't do it because of penalty minutes, because of suspension, because of I, I no defend your goalie. You don't. You lose the game. That's it. So yeah, who, exactly. Who won the
1: game? Oh,
3: I couldn't even tell you, dude. <laughs> I, that's, that's it, it one, it, it, it was not a game that I'd have been paying attention to uh, unless it was on in my, my area, and it wasn't. I just saw that hit, and I was like, you got to be kidding me. I actually know I take that back. I think, hold on, I want to say New York went on to win that game. The Rangers did. And I want to say it was like 2-0. So, I can't remember. I might be getting that game mixed up with the other game that they were talking about. Well, this is why the players didn't retaliate because they went on to win the game. But either way, man, it's just... Uh, I, I guess if if I'm going to continue to watch hockey, this is just something i got to get used to. I mean...
1: Rangers won the game 2 nothing.
3: Yeah. Okay. I, uh, but I, I, it's just something I, I guess i got to get used to is that there's going to be times... I mean, it wasn't but, what, four or five years ago... Sidney Crosby, the, the, the Red Wings were playing the the Penguins and Crosby thought he was gonna he was gonna get a little uh liberal with his use of stick in his hands against um Jimmy Howard and Howard basically took him over to the boards and you know, worked him over. So Yeah, but Rich, I've seen people jump off
2: the bench to defend their goalie.
3: Oh yeah. Well, if you come off the bench, I mean, I think it's something ridiculous like twenty game suspension anymore. So it's going to take it's going to take literally someone trying to kill somebody else on the ice or someone to come off the bench. But so that it sounds doesn't.
1: Like two unwritten rules were broken here with this situation. You know, going after the goalie and then not defending your goalie when someone went after him. It's that new, happy feely hockey that Gary Bettman loves so much, apparently. Uh, oh, I'm um, at, at, between the periods at center ice,
3: but uh yeah the other story you brought up was um flurry Marc andre flurry yeah for the penguins he 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 caught looks like a little bit of the blade. um I'm surprised I missed this story. I don't know how I did uh, but yeah it, it I mean he came, he didn't even leave the game and he does have a on his going mask he does have the neck protector the the clear piece of plastic he does doesn't look like he has the neck protector that wraps makes you look like you're wearing a turtleneck almost. You know, it doesn't look like he uses that. one. he uses the clear one, looks like it just got up underneath him and nicked him in his throat. I mean, it could have been a lot worse. We've we've all seen the 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 one the, the guy playing you know goalie for Buffalo where he's bleeding out like a stuck pig. And if it if it wasn't for the trainer coming out as quick as he did, you know, they flat out said he wouldn't have, he'd have died right there on the ice. So, I mean, it's it you know it's happened. So, Would you call that a
2: shaving cut? Is that what it was?
3: Uh considering that flurry's calmly skated over to, <laughs> to the bench and, <laughs> and just kinda lifts his head and the and the trainer's like, uh, let me see. Uh, he's got like a little towel and he's like, Yeah, you're good. All right. right we we'll can get you back in we'll we'll throw a butterfly. You, right. <laughs> we'll throw a butterfly bandage on it and send you back out there. You're okay. Uh
2: Ironically yeah. enough, to combine that with the story we were just talking about, Rich, even though that wasn't intentional by any means, somebody would have got their ass whipped. Well,
3: he, what, for him getting nicked like that? Yep. One I a, don't think so, dude. Look at the play. It is, yeah, look at the play. First of all, I, I've got the play on, on loop over here. It's, one, it really is his defenseman shoves the the uh, Maple Leafs player, and Maple Leafs player is just literally trying to keep on his on his skates. I mean, he he actually throws his stick down on the ice to prop himself up, and his back foot comes up, and Fleury's just coming up out of the butterfly. So it it wasn't like he embellished the. It wasn't even a fall. I mean, there, I, if I if I <laughs> That's just pure fuckery of the hockey gods, in my book. I mean, I guess if you were, you know, someone on the Penguins and you wanted to take exception to it, you could go for it.
2: No, I, maybe not right away,
3: but later in that game, somebody would have got their ass whipped. Very good chance back in the day, yeah. Of course, back in the day, they stopped pucks with their face. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you
3: know, I, I still can't get over that
1: buzzing.
3: <laughs> you know, I mean. I I right now I'm reading Bobby Orr's biography and uh or autobiography and you know masks were pretty much becoming standard for goalies by the time he entered the league but when he first started playing you know they weren't when they, you know they were kids and it's just man fuck that frozen puck hitting you in the face uh uh-uh. uh not me jack
1: <laughs> <laughs> hell the fuck no man
3: all right so we, we, we've covered the NBA, we've covered hockey
1: How so, much MLB news Six teams are paying the luxury tax, that's the most ever
3: And by the way, just, I mean, fuck it, I'm going to have to be a homer on this one What the fuck is Detroit doing in this off season?
1: Uh The answer is nothing I know, but it, Verlander it's, was pricing up real estate in LA and nothing's happened
3: yeah, All we heard was how they're going to be sellers in the off season, And they haven't done anything they, and it doesn't seem, yeah, they made what? Didn't they make like one trade or one signing for their bullpen? Ooh, Pitchers a short a bullpen with a band-aid yet again.
1: Pitchers and catchers report in less than 60 days. They better fucking do something.
3: Well, I I think, I can't remember, Earl, if you were with us when we talked about it. I think you were. But I think we all pretty much agreed that their window to win the World Series has closed.
2: Well, I mean, for the current build, yeah. yeah. And that's a damn shame because I thought Migs really deserved one.
3: Oh, I mean,
2: <laughs> he should
1: go to Boston. Always... He should go to Boston and be their DH. I think we talked about that. Go to Boston, be a DH. Yep. You fucking done, Get your there fucking is... Ring that way. Yeah,
3: there's very much a chance that uh, he will be gone here in a calendar year. Oh, he does I, have one. I believe one. that.
1: He does have one. He's got one with Florida.
3: Yeah, with Marlins. Yeah, yeah, his rookie year, two thousand three. But
1: yeah, he could get a bookend if he goes to Boston. He'll play for his old boss. Like we said, the job, the job is open. Big Poppy left.
3: He could end up playing for. Well, I mean, they might want to move Kung Fu Panda in that position. But uh, to me, first of all, whoever takes the DH position after Big Poppy, good lord, are do you have huge shoes to fill in that fucking in that town and well in that spot too. You know, Pablo Sandoval is not going to be the guy to fill those shoes. So that's just all there is to that. But, I mean, if they have no one else to throw in there, they might. I don't know. I I mean, it's... They have our old GM, and he had a way of pulling shit out of his ass at last minute or things that you had no idea that nobody had any idea was coming down the pipe. Like nobody else I've ever seen outside of... Probably... Ken Holland back in the pre uh pre salary cap days of uh of of the NHL. So who knows at this point. I know the but I know the Tigers are paying on the luxury tax. Yep. The whole, I thought the whole point was them to the cut payroll.
1: Yeah, uh let me so, see if I can find this article here. Uh because it has a list of teens. It, it it's it's a crazy ass list.
3: Well, I mean it's the it's it's a lot of the, the usual suspects. It's Boston, it's New York, it's uh the Cubs, uh, Boston Detroit. Sent buckholes
1: to the Phillies today. I don't know if you guys caught that. Yeah, no, the
3: Phillies. It's like old timers. Their entire rotation is like you know guys that are getting ready to retire.
2: <laughs> so what's the what's the luxury tax? What is that?
3: Was it over 171 million for the the team? And you have to pay so much per million. You're over the luxury tax. Is it? That-
2: uh, let me.
1: The AP defines it nicely here. Major League Baseball negotiated luxury tax in an effort to show spending by large to slow spending by large market clubs. And combined with revenue sharing, has helped increase the competitive of small market teams and those in the middle. The threshold increases to 195 million next year under the new labor contract, and taxes tax rates go up too. There will be additional cert taxes raising the rate as, to as much as 95 percent for the amount above 235 million, with the increase to be phased out for the 2017 at the midpoint. Well, so, who does this go to? Does this go to MLB, or does
2: I don't know? That's what I was asking.
1: Yeah, Rich. I guess that's what I'm looking for here. Who does who gets so this money? It
3: used to go to be spread out among oh. the uh, the teams that didn't end up paying the luxury taxes.
1: Oh, it's to the uh, to the commissioner's office. Uh, tax money is used to fund player benefits and MLB's industry growth fund.
3: Okay, so it's been changed up a little bit. It used to be almost like a profit sharing thing. So basically, but it's not really profits. It's more of a uh, you know to basically <laughs> keep the small market teams to where you know. They have. They can at least continue to be a uh, farm system for the bigger teams.
1: But I mean, if you're the Yankees, do you just flip them the bird every year and go, "All right, we'll cut you a check"? We're the Yankees. Yeah. we got the money.
3: Sa- yeah, same thing with. Uh, same thing with the Red Sox. But yeah, I mean, the teams. Look at the, look at the teams. It's Detroit. It's Boston. It's New York. It's the Cubs. It's San Francisco and who's the sixth team?
1: Uh said Dodgers, Yankees, Boston, Detroit, Dodgers, San Francisco and Chicago, so yeah. Yeah. Well. And man, we ain't even getting nothing for ours. Aren't we just stuck with we're just stuck with huge contracts, aren't we? Yes we are. Ah damn it.
3: Yes we are. But unfortunately, uh with the team we had and the players we had, I don't think anyone could picture us only hitting going to two World Series. And being swept out of both of them. Well, we weren't swept out of the 06. We won one game, but...
1: Like, the more I think back on our 2012 rotation, how did we not... We talked about the bullpen, but how did we not win with that rotation that we had? I have no idea, dude. We broke up that band, and everybody's starting somewhere, pretty much, except for, what, Sanchez. He's still with us. Him and Verlander. Everyone else. Yep.
3: Yeah, Pfister... Scherzer, Porcello. Yep. Sanchez and Verlander. Cy Young Award
1: winners. All three of them, right? The ones Mm -hmm. that left? No,
3: Fister never won one. Oh, no, no. Fisher never won one, but you had three.
1: Two, Two out of
3: three still. Yeah.
1: Think about that. That would have been fucking like three Cy Young Award winners on staff. Holy
3: shit. If they could have kept that pitching rotation together, that would have rivaled the 90's Braves pitching rotation because the 90's Braves but then again look at the 90's Braves they were a team who they were in it every year but they only won one World Series out of that entire run you know it's it happens but I'm just saying I don't think with the owner the Tigers have Mike Illich the money being freed up because of the salary cap being implemented on the NHL that he used to spend on the Red Wings, he can now spend on the Tigers. And then you had Dombrowski, who was more than happy to run with a blank check. And the players we had, I don't think anyone thought we weren't going to get a World Series out of that out of that run. And here we are. It, maybe, maybe in some... If, if, if the baseball gods are kind, maybe this year is their last gasp at, at, at the playoffs in the World Series. Maybe. But I mean... I wouldn't put any money on it.
1: Think about it, the 2012 Tigers are a nice allegory for the two, uh, 2016 election. Like <laughs> at the end of the season, you're just sitting there going, how did they not win? They were Pretty sp- much. <laughs> They were supposed to win. They had it wrapped up. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Giants I mean, they were, were like, what
3: up? Well, I mean, how many times were they the favorites to win the World Series during that stretch? Yeah. They were in it, they were And this is this is what kind of kills me. I think I think it's been I think it's been debunked. But you still have the hardcore people who, for whatever reason, uh, they look at the American League East and they get a tip trip. They just can't help it. And they look at the American League Central and they just think garbage up and down the entire fucking garbage. division. And it's just not the truth. I mean, the American League Central, they're, like, oh, it's the worst worst division in baseball. Well, for the worst division in baseball... It's
1: the AFC South of baseball.
3: They've sent the Tigers to the World Series twice. They've sent Kansas City to the World Series twice. Uh, they,
1: yeah, they... And they sent Series Cleveland
3: games. to the World Series. Mm-hmm. So fifty percent of the time, it out of a ten-year span, fifty percent of the time out of out of te- out of a ten-year span, when they are the worst division in baseball, they're they're the division that's represented in the World Series. So mm-hmm. I think it's time people really start to realize that, that just because they're on TV and they're dressed nice and they they got makeup on and they they can read a teleprompter without looking like they're doing it doesn't mean they actually these people know what they're talking about. Can't disagree with you
1: there. Uh, you can't whether well, that's we're back to why i eventually had to give tom brady respect at some point you can argue with the results and what you just made very valid points about the uh the central uh, if you look who's been in the, the world series the last few years uh most of the time it has been a uh an american league central team can't argue argue jesus argue
3: <laughs> all right so Are we moving on to football
1: well, do we want to start with college this time? Let me just talk about uh, uh, the, the the two gentlemen that are taking the—they're uh, not playing the the bowl games because they want to focus on their draft prep. Yeah, but there's one that is playing. Uh, what did he change his mind? No, 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 no. There's two that still are McCaffrey
2: the and the guy works. from LSU. Every time isn't playing, and then there's one from uh, Mississippi State, I think, or Texas A&M. One of those. It's not Mississippi State. It's got to be Texas A&M. It's the linebacker. He's, they said he might be a first-round draft pick. He plays outside his mind inside linebacker. And he's. Well, why, why is it a
1: story that – I guess the story is the, the two that are choosing not to play. I guess this is kind of unprecedented. Has this happened before? Or are we back to more mil- to millennial no, kind of No, this behavior? has got to be a
2: millennial thing. I've never heard of this. This is stupid. This is – I – oh, God. Unfortunately – I can't st- – this is, I can't stand what they're doing to the world of sports. I can't. As annoying as it is,
1: I kind of understand it. How do you understand it? This game ain't for nothing. The, the games are the game they are sitting out isn't for anything, right? I mean, it's a bowl game, right? Are they playing for national championship in either of these
2: games? Chris, you're playing with your team, sir. I.
1: You're asking me how I understand
2: it. LSU is quarterback. Their quarterback that has been with them all season. That is the reason they're in the bowl game I understand is not going to play trust me I understand about playing with your team but are either That's the you say, games, no.
1: are either the games these guys send out national championship games? It doesn't matter. And they're pretty sure they're going to go first. I kind of get where they're coming from about protecting no, their no, future.
2: Absolutely not.
1: What if they absolutely blow out, not. What if they blow out their ACL or their fucking absolutely knee or something not. in this bowl game and then it, that's, that's it? That's
2: part of the fucking world of sports, man. You do not take your team to a bowl game and then sit it out. You don't do that shit. But if shit. it's not the national championship, I don't care the, if the it's, big... I don't care if rug. it's the chili bowl. I don't care if it's the chili bowl. You play with your boys. That is your team. There is camaraderie that you're supposed to have. You led your team to the bowl. You play with your boys in the frickin' bowl game.
1: I mean, I'm, a, and you take pride. I'm with the, I'm in the Chris Rock line here, or the Chris Rock world here. And like, I'm not saying they should be doing it, but I understand. You know, if this isn't a national championship, All eh, right, you know, you have future to think about perhaps. If it's the toilet bowl, eh. I'm going to maybe not injure myself and make sure I'm at that NFL combine. I mean, if they're being talked about going in the fucking, you know, 30th round, yeah, I'd probably give them a little bit more shit, but they're both first-round prospects. I mean, like I said, I kind of get, like I said, I'm not saying they should be doing it, but well, I,
2: I guess I understand. No, absolutely not. I, I personally, as an NFL coach, would never take a person that would walk out on their team on their final game and it'd be a bowl game. No fucking. I don't care how good he is. Now
1: that now that, I, don't I understand like that way to make it all about you. It is about your team. You're, you're you're not exactly showing you have a team player
2: kind of attitude doing stuff like that. I don't want that guy on my team, man. You're you're basically looking at the, your whole entire team and saying, "All right, great run. You guys go ahead with this. I got other stuff to do. I'm on to better things." Thanks for the help. Bye bye. Yeah. No. Said, I, I said I could see both sides of this one.
1: Like, to understand, like, hey, later, guys, we'll never play another down of football again. I have a career in this ahead of me. If this isn't for the national championship, let the backup play.
3: Here's the bitch, man. It's a financially, from a financial standpoint, and risk-reward, it makes sense.
2: Yes. This is what you from- get when you get a fucking participation trophy when you're in fucking uh, Little League. That's what you get. You get a guy that thinks it's all about him and oh I gotta save myself for the NFL. I ain't playing the bull game. It don't mean shit. Whatever. No.
3: Uh-uh. Okay. From a competitive standpoint, a competitor standpoint. Yes. Turd move. A, a a team standpoint, it's a bitch move. Now here's here's where it doesn't matter what any of us think. Earl hit Earl hit it on the head. If he was an NFL coach, he wouldn't want a guy like that on his team. So here's where If the football world thinks it is bullshit what they're doing, then these coaches and these teams need to go, we're not drafting that piece of shit.
2: I will laugh my ass off if they foul below the fourth round. This is bullshit. I don't care how you cut it. You're trying to save your future. You're trying to make sure you don't get injured. That's a bitch millennial move. You go out, you compete with your team that you have fought hard with, and they have fought their ass off for you all season long. To get you to your prospect pick. You take them out there. You win the bowl game. Win-lose. You play that bowl game with them. And you share in their pain and and their happiness. You do not walk out on them on the final fucking game. Bullshit. I mean, I'm, I'm with you. But I'm
1: just saying I can understand it from a pragmatist approach. But
3: and yeah, just, know. Know you said, just like you said, just like you said, okay. It is a bitch move. Just like you said, you can understand it. Just like I can understand killing somebody, doesn't mean I can donate. it. I can understand beating the shit out of somebody who can't, you know, who maybe deserves it, but they're maybe not on my physical level to keep up with me in a fight. Doesn't mean I can don it. I mean, look, here's the deal. That's not a leadership move. Yeah. So right there, it's a strike against. For as much as they think they're gaining by sitting it out, because, well, I won't get hurt. Well, what are you losing as far as leadership, you know, the perception of leadership? And once again, that's a, that's, that's, that shows you what these, these, these two players are thinking of. What they're thinking of is me, 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 me. They don't even care about being looked at as pussies or bitches or leaders. As long as they get paid, and the only way to stop this is if every fucking GM, every head coach on draft day goes, nope, not not on our watch. That's his name, Miles
2: Garrett from Texas A&M, slotted to be the number one draft pick overall in the 2017 draft. He's playing his bowl game. And no, it's not a championship or anything like that. He's playing for Texas A and M. Well, he'll probably too, he'll probably go number one. I mean,
1: one of the few spiritual things I kind of believe in in the, the world is karma: the good you do comes back to you, and the bad you do comes back to you. These gentlemen, yeah, if they if they slip anywhere below the fucking third round, whoops, you're bad, gentlemen.
2: <laughs> That's how it's going to look on you and, and, and I, I see what you guys are saying financially protect themselves don't get hurt over not something that doesn't mean anything but that's not the case here guys. this does mean something. It's not a national championship. it's nothing like that. It means you fought with your friend your comrades, your player your teammates. you went out on the field with the people that got you to where you are and finished an entire season with them. For somebody in that position, that got wrote, they didn't get to this draft pick status by them themselves. That team put them there, and for them to just go, nah, guys, go ahead. I got better things to do. I got more money to make. I, I got, I can't. I just can't. No, it's it's more than a dick move. It's just you can't do that to your team, man. Now you could
1: argue. Playing devil's advocate here—that maybe these gentlemen are maybe trying to take the early mindset of how the NFL is going to be treat them, how the the owners are going to treat them. You know, they they, they they're going to be treated as disposable if they don't produce. So maybe they're trying to get in that mindset early. Just play, devil's advocate, just playing that card, perhaps.
3: Here's the here's the problem, Earl. The mindset you described of I'm I'm going to fight with my teammates who helped get me here. I'm i I'm going to be loyal. I'm going to be this. I'm going to be honorable. It's not rewarded. It's not rewarded in your paycheck. It's not rewarded in your endorsements. It's it's only rewarded in respect. And when people rather get paid than be respected, that's what you're dealing with. All right. If the, the, and, for to, to leave, and for you to try to argue, for you to try to argue to them that respect should mean just as much as a paycheck, they look at you like you just walked into a Klan rally dressed like Boy George.
1: Well, the, the, All right. I'm just saying. They'll tell you, you respect ain't paying their mortgage.
3: But you're a caveman I mean, to them. You understand? They don't care. Your or, or, and in you're means right. Nothing.
1: Respect ain't paying their nut every month. That's what they'll tell uh,
2: you. It, you guys are both right. Absolutely right. And that's how you get a league where you're at today. Mm-hmm. In, in every works. aspect of sports, that's how you get a league where you can watch a goalie get whomped on and their defensemen go, penalty. Can I get a penalty? I want a fair, unfair advantage. Hey, Come we, on! Hey, we fought for him. That's
1: their—that's their, that's their view of defensemen. <laughs> they stuck up for him. <laughs> they came to his defense. Hey, he should have yeah,
2: gotten a so, penalty. I, I mean, that's it, every facet of sports has become that. It's all about the money. It's all about the Benjamins.
3: Look at okay, Fuck it, we, it at least us three. Whether it's because of the nature of where we live or because we don't go seek it out. We're insulated from soccer worldwide, and if you took the money that soccer makes worldwide, uh, we ate. I got it. Uh, I'm guaranteeing you, it's up there with NFL type money. Now, if you look at the, if you look at soccer players, uh-huh. yeah. every what? Four years, the World Cup comes through. Oh,
1: it's got to be with all that corruption that's been going down in it the last couple years. All these people, you know, every, FIFA uh, getting busted and shit.
3: Every four, four years, the world world cup comes through and my friends who i had no idea were in the soccer all of a sudden it's all over social media that they're in the soccer and they start posting clips and i'll watch and i look at the biggest bunch of pussies i've ever seen strap up for any fucking sport i've ever watched oh diving, no, doubt. no doubt the diving, the crying to officials it's ridiculous and once again because they don't care about respect Toughness is a word to them, and it's a word that cavemen use. You know what the the bigger word is? Payday. That's all they care about.
2: Yeah, but soccer's never been, never, never since the invention of the sport, ever been about respect and physical play and taking a hit, taking, you know... A, you know, a foul. Any or a,
3: international or or soccer fans that are listening, send your direct your hate mail directly to
2: Sporgy at ChristopherMedia.net
3: <laughs> and, no. and, and, and put Earl it, is know, put his personal
2: it in personal email care of Earl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, and no, and you'll get no mail on this one because everybody knows it's true. It's never been that. Never. Nobody's ever looked at the sport of soccer or food football, as it's called, and said. Man, those are some tough guys. But they're athletes, and they're athletes like you've never seen before, because ain't nobody can run for 90 minutes like they do. Well, I mean, that's the big thing in soccer. Them motherfuckers run flat out, and at times they sprint for minutes and minutes and minutes and minutes, back and forth across a huge field. There, there are no fat soccer players. I'll give you that one. So that's the truth statement right there, man.
3: No, I know. And that's how come when I've had friends from, you know, across the pond, try to sit there and compare soccer to football. I say, okay, first of all, shut up. Second of all, uh, you <laughs> just, shut up. just well, no, know because I'm about to prove them. I'm about to prove they're fucking idiots right here. Maybe if you were bringing up rugby, you'd have a point. Oh, yeah. Because I've seen some motherfuckers that are nfl size playing rugby, with no pads on. Well, Slapping yeah. into each other. So those
2: line motherfuckers yes. <laughs> just WWE moves in there. I'm telling you, that's a game where I'm looking at it going, "Ah, uh, I don't know." Uh, I mean, you know,
3: they're getting they're getting cleats in the nuts, ripping open their nut sack, going in the, you know, locker room getting it sewn up, coming back out and finishing the game.
2: Yeah, that that sport right there is
3: whew, uh-uh. And I've known a few people who played rugby at, at a a level that it was scary to watch them, and one of them was female, and she was fine as fuck, but that bitch would throw me down and fuck me in half, okay, so I, yeah, I, so I wasn't, I wasn't, mm-mm. if she was, yeah, the biggest uh, name in soccer right now is
2: Ronaldo, it isn't Beckham anymore,
3: oh yeah, well, uh, I
2: mean, even even I know that, yeah, Ronaldo, but you <laughs> know, well, you, four you ask, times that he was won the award, but anyways, it, like Dan the coach and you asked him about Messi Lionel Messi. Lionel right? Messi. I do. Great footwork, man. That guy. I watched videos of that guy. and I and I was just amused at first, but then i I kept watching other videos of it. man, the shit he did with his feet, I'm like
3: <laughs> but but here's here's where soccer is for most Americans. I can say this comfortably. If my dad was still alive, he would be in his mid to late sixties. If I said, Dad, name name a soccer player, he'd go, Pele? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and that'd be about it. That'd be all he, he Pele. Everything's Pele. a half?
1: <laughs> no, I'm sure you'll you see me every year on uh, social media or when the World Cup comes around on social media every day I'll post it every time. I'll say everyone stop pretending to like because that's what it's <laughs> that's what it seems like. <laughs> Well, I have. I know, like played, one person you know, who talks about soccer. soccer outside of the World Cup. Like one dude. Everyone else, you're all bunch of posers. Sorry, so
3: I've, I've got some. I've got some friends who who played, you know, organized soccer, and actually still play soccer. There's like soccer beer leagues, which to me is an oxymoron, but whatever. Uh, who the fuck wants to run around a big-ass field kicking a ball after you've gotten drunk? And it's just I know, right?
2: <laughs> you start running vertical across the field instead <laughs> of horizontal and shit. <laughs> no one's
3: kicking into me, the stands. They, seems to me they'd be slipping on the, the puddles of barf all over the place. They, <laughs> they,
2: they
1: never finish a game. Every game ends, it's called, and every game end, everyone's just sitting in the
2: middle of the field. By the by time the they end. get from one net to the other, they're fucking out of breath. Yeah, <laughs>
1: Reappear. Reappear we here, quick. We never Rip finish beer. a game. I don't understand.
2: <laughs> Looking like the guy from the new replacements movie, Canacorn, Canacorn, Solidi, Canacorn. Yeah, Can 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 yeah. <laughs> who was that?
1: Joey Coco Diaz.
2: But yeah, all have, the way back yeah. to where we started this shit. Yeah, college dude. football guys sitting. I down. can't. There's, there's. I get it. I get what you guys are saying. I will never agree with it. I'm a caveman, whatever. I don't care if it's the chili bowl, the lowest bowl. I don't care whatever the lowest bowl game you can find. The pizza bowl?
3: The Little Caesars Caesar's
2: Motor City Bowl? (laughs) Whatever it is. If you and your team fight your ass off all season long to play, and you get there, you are mandated to be there and finish it with them. Win, lose, or draw. That is what you're supposed to do. Yeah. I These mean, millennial I, kids that say, "Oh, I'm special. I'm gonna get drafted high." I mean, I get it, girl. You want to get
1: hurt? You ain't gonna get voted in for captain if you do get drafted. I'll tell you that. Like, and I'll tell
3: you what: I don't think they're. I don't think their schools are gonna be very happy with them.
2: No, it's they're fucking quarterback for LSU.
3: When when they start requesting, you know, after they hit the the pros and they start requesting, you know, tickets, want to be on the sideline. If I'm that coach that. They left hanging i so you what the fuck you want to be the sideline for i don't need my whole team to quit
1: you know what i'm thinking about it
3: you know what kind of pep talk are you gonna give stupid
1: i don't think we should on millennials enough you know what this isn't millennials fault you know oh what? yeah it is no no you know who's this you know who's you know what's fault you know whose fault this is i'm taking my talents to south beach that's whose fault this is i mean that that right there that set a precedent that his,
2: that, that's where this comes from. No, you know what, though? He finished the season out with his high school before he went pro.
1: No, but I'm talking about making a big deal about where I'm going to sign and that kind of uh-uh. shit. I'm saying that's where this yeah. kind of behavior comes from. Is but, I'm but so you, special, uh, I'm announcing where I'm signing in a primetime ESPN special. Right, like, that's and that's where fine. this comes from. That's No one's ever done that before.
2: Nobody's ever went from high school to fucking NBA. Kobe.
1: Kobe, Kobe Bryant. Kobe did it before him. Oh, yeah. Like, five
2: years before he did. Right. But what I'm Tyler saying Darnett is... Did it, didn't, no, Shaq played a couple years of college. But LeBron James finished his high school season out before he went. And he had $90 million just in an endorsement deal, deal to Nike.
1: I, girl, just the disconnect. I'm saying that, that's where this kind of behavior is coming from, though. I'm so special. I'm going to take a primetime special to announce... This is where this is coming from. I'm so special. I'm going to sit out my bowl game because I'm going to get ready for the NBA draft. Like I said we shit on millennials enough. Trust me, there'll be plenty more opportunities for us to shit on millennials. But I think this comes maybe more from that. The, the I, well, I maybe, think a lot but, of I think there, I don't think we've ever really talked about. It. I think there was a lot a uh, lot of damage done
2: to sports. You know what? A
1: lot of attitudes
2: changed with that whole special. No one ever. I, I want to put this in here because it regardless lebron james millennial here and there where the fuck are the parents
1: they're the they're uh they i believe uh dr jew would call them the enablers that's where they're at the parents created these monsters
2: there is no way i would look at my son and say oh absolutely sit out you need you need to take all of these millions and and all the no fuck no parents are probably one of the
1: puppet masters i mean i've seen jerry Maguire. There's like eight people behind the scenes pulling strings with these guys. You know, I, I, trust me, the parents are probably, I guarantee, you, cause remember, millennials are our fault, guys. I mean, not our fault directly, but our, they're our age group's fault. Our age group and older. Uh, they're probably part of the people creating these monsters feeding this talk. Like, son, you know, if this game isn't really worth anything, you got a future to think about. They're probably in their ear doing that. Yeah, well, fuck them. <laughs> because fuck them that's why
2: that's it I can't I, I you guys can talk about this I can't do it
1: I have to get that drop from George Carlin <laughs> three years of podcasting almost I can't believe I don't have that <laughs> because fuck them that's why uh, but uh, so uh, well, we can talk Do we can do bowl games and shit all next week should we move on to the pros let's do it all oh right.
2: Jesus criminy yeah uh oh Jags finally fired their coach. Yeah. Uh oh. Add him to the body count with Jeff Fisher, dude. I've been I've been calling this all season. It's time to get a coach in there to. T- they got talent. Less they miles. need to be coached. I don't know. I don't know who they're gonna put there. Let they you- got an interim going right now. So who else is gonna
1: be looking for a coach after this year? Cleveland.
3: Possibly the Jets, definitely the Rams. Even though I keep reading from multiple sources, San Francisco has gone to the Rams. Really? That's,
2: that's a lot of. LA? That, no, that's a lot of people are saying Gruden to LA, and it'll have to be about a money deal for him. Uh, there's multiple Yahoo stories and everything else. I was listening to uh, Will Bond. Mike Wilbon talking about it, and he said, Every time I ask, you know, Cower or, you know, Gruden or, you know, uh, who's the fucking Colts coach? Uh,
3: Tony Dungy? Tony no. Dungy. Anytime
2: he talks to them. I'm talking about former Colts. Gotcha. Well, Anytime he talks to those people, including Gruden, he says he loves the life he's living now. Nice. Stress free. Gets 15 different blowjobs every 15 Monday nights. So, it's going to take a lot of fucking money to get Gruden into St. Louis or LA.
3: All the different um, sources that I I keep hearing people, or that I keep reading, and, you know, they're saying Gruden to LA. The one thing they have, the one common thread they have for a reason for him to go is because Gruden, for, you know, Winning in Tampa Bay, he really won with Tony Dungy's guys, and he never did anything else after that. Yeah, they made it to the playoffs, and they still haven't won a playoff game since winning the Super Bowl. But Gruden is a quarterback guy, and that's something he never had in Tampa. That's how come he, he it became a running joke that he was collecting a stable of quarterbacks. And they have golf out there in L.A. They have a guy for him to mold into what he wants him to be you got to have a good start, though. Jared Goff is not a good start. I'm just saying, this is the common thread that's running through. He wants, every single story, and it's the only thing that would make any sense, and that's if he really wants to go back and he wants to change his, God, and I hate using this term, but it's become so prevalent in sports these days, his legacy to prove that he is the offensive and, more, more to the point, the quarterback guru that he has wanted to be considered since day one. He is who he says he is type thing? Is that it? It depends. I mean, is okay, comfort, money, happiness, or his legacy. If his ego wins out, he could end up coaching again.
2: He wants money, and he wants total personnel control. What that tells me is if he gets that, Jared Goff is gone.
3: Case Keenum... knowing him i don't think golf will be gone i think they're
1: not getting rid of key they're not you say they're getting rid of golf or did you say keenum
3: you said both both.
1: golf no way they just spent a lot of money on that dude that guy's gonna at least it's it's a bust dude he's gonna get at least two seasons
2: he's a bust from
1: a financial standpoint just as a business there's no way they're they're gonna put another year into that guy
2: okay but he's still gonna be a bust put another year into him did you watch him play at all hey man you could have called your boy Stafford a bust after the first season. You could call called my boy Stafford a bust after, like, the first four or five seasons. Yeah. I think I did call him a bust. I'm just saying from a
1: financial as an organization, they just, they just paid a lot of money for this kid. He's going to get another season. They're not, they're not going to vote him off Man, the island a just yet. Of the boy, I'm
3: just Okay, saying. but did you listen to what I said? When Gruden was in Tampa Bay, yeah, Gruden yeah, yeah. was known as collecting quarterbacks like he's collecting fucking baseball cards. That's what I'm saying. So if he goes to the team and goes, okay, so what's the deal with golf? We've invested too much money in him. Okay, well, he's coming off the fucking bench, but I need another quarterback because that's what he fucking did in Tampa Bay. I mean, and on top of that, he's known to run the type of offenses that for some reason, besides Rich Gannon, there's never been a quarterback that's taken to it like a fish, you know, takes to water. I mean, uh, uh, Brad Johnson, won a Super Bowl with him, and after he won the Super Bowl, they're interviewing him. What do you think? Blah, 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 And he's like, I still don't know half the verbiage he's got, uh, got us using for his offense. So in other words, the defense bought you that championship. I mean, it's... Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, we... Duh, I know, right? <laughs> saying, it's like sense. saying... Sense. That's like saying Trent Dilfer oh.
0: led <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the Ravens to the
3: Super Bowl victory. One, one more
2: time, look at that defense! Holy exactly. shit!
3: You know, I mean, you can I, I, you I know, know football gorillas football. that didn't want to face that defense. I mean, let's be honest here. You can say what you want, but uh, what the fuck did Jim McMahon do after fucking eighty-five Bears? I mean, a lot of commercials. A lot of nothing. Well, commercials, yeah, and magazine. <laughs> <laughs> magazine uh uh covers that's about it i mean i just i don't think gruden's going anywhere but it's just interesting to keep hearing from all these different sources who are not connected i mean if it was all coming from espn or if it was all coming from fox news or if it was all coming from yahoo sports and it wasn't coming from anything but one of those three or anywhere but from one of those three i could say okay they're pushing a narrative here for whatever reason because they think it's going to help readers or clicks or something but this is coming from all, all sorts of places I mean, you know monday morning quarterback deadspin you know espn fox sports it's coming from all over the place so usually where there's that much smoke there's fire so they probably they probably have talked to him and if they've talked to him he's probably said this is what i need this is what i want if you're not willing to give it to me peace out i'm not like, i'm 100
1: I'm million dollars <laughs> oh jesus Hey, speaking of coaches and jobs, I, I got a question for you guys. We're probably all in agreement that Caldwell's keeping his job, right? I
0: think so. At I least just, one more year. I
1: noticed that uh, just listening to the show last few weeks, uh, especially you, you, Rich, and I talked beginning of season, and then once you joined us, <coughs> bro. Uh, you know, the first month of the season, uh, a lot of talk about uh, this guy's done. This is his swan song, and just notice our conversations about the Lions. Uh, it's it's slowly phased out, uh, probably at this point, yeah, the guy, guy's not going, go- I mean, they're, they're
2: well over 500 at this point, so he's probably not going anywhere,
1: yes, no. He's
2: well over 500, but I think there's still a large part he has to do with this, and especially the weight. he went on that winning streak, and now they're starting down. Uh, this is actually going to lead into my what the fuckings, but. You, uh, if
1: you look at his record for three seasons, it's probably the best three seasons a Lions coach has put together in our lifetime.
2: I'm with you, but at the same time, he, this season he has to do something. He has to get to the playoffs. He has to. With the way he took off and started just beating the shit out of people, letting Stafford do the rope-a-dope, come back, do all of these great things, and then just fall short of the playoffs?
3: No. Yeah, and it's uh, Ugh, if can, they miss the playoffs, oh 12, boy!
1: Lions, I don't, I'm not. You know what? I'm, I'm not going to come on here and go with "I told you so." I'm going to come on. I'm, I sound like I'll, my take on the Lions game this week. I am like a middle school or high school parent whose kid just got caught like smoking weed in the bathroom. I am not upset. I am disappointed. I am disappointed because exactly what I expected to
2: happen happened. Fuck uh, I didn't expect what happened. I didn't expect that. Dude, it's, it was a what the fuckins for me. It, I I saw that they were trying to look, kind of do the rope a dope thing. Wait for it, wait and they just waited too long. Earl, I don't know what happened.
1: Earl, they did. What? To sentence? You and I as Lions fans, you're definitely the card carrying Honolulu blue and silver. Uh you get the award. Where Either, you're the homer. Skin. Rich, you've just been a casual observer. You're kind of like the person who you witnessed the robbery but you don't want to give a statement. Uh <laughs> <laughs> but You have to play the whole game. You can't play two and a half quarters. You can't play three
2: quarters. You can't Uh, play three and a half quarters. You have to play the whole fucking game. Where were you in the fourth quarter? I I don't know. I I don't know where the hell they were the entire game. I don't know where they were in the fourth quarter. They kept
1: it competitive the first half. The third quarter, maybe half of the third quarter, they kept it competitive. And then it just started slipping into, saying we have around here a little uh, SOL. It started slipping into same old lines. It like, did. They it started really did. playing not to lose. You have to, they didn't. They weren't playing to win. They were playing not to lose, and that's that never a recipe for victory.
2: I'm more disappointed in the fact that it was the Giants. It's a powerhouse this year. Uh, it was a true test of their will, and, and it's supposed to be a statement made about what's going to come and all this good shit. And they let me down flat out. And the unfortunate the thing too
1: is, you mentioned it's the Giants. You have to wild card in the nfc this year you have to win you, you have to win at least 10 games because dallas has already clinched it but even if uh, dallas hasn't clinched a division they've clinched a spot the giants could still mathematically win that division just like well, the, and the packers could still mathematically win the nfc
2: north and we have this week and i'm going to give this to you you called it it's gonna come down to the Green Bay Packers and Lions last week for who wins it.
1: Because I mean, we're not winning in Dallas, right? I mean, we'll,
2: we'll, I'm we'll gonna get call that it to the that picks. we're winning in Dallas. It's, it's my boys, but probably not. Yeah,
1: and then the, the and then the Pack has the
2: Vikings. So, um, that hang game, on a second. Yeah. I gotta, I got, I gotta, I gotta get this. I'm gonna do a way shorter version of what the fuckins Rams Seahawks nothing there Seahawks by twenty four duh uh dolphins jets 34 over 13s duh bills over the browns 33 13 duh oh we all we we all called we all had very impressive records this week oh absolutely and then the lions giants i what the fuck dude come on you guys broke my heart uh eagles ravens come on 27 to 26 that should have been a blowout but the ravens won anyway Steelers Bengals again should have been a blowout, but Steelers won anyway. Oh God, what the fuckins Colts thirty four, Vikings six. That game all of a sudden, really, really. Andrew now the Lux Vikings
1: throwing to people you ain't never heard of or haven't heard That's of for I'm a year saying. and a half.
2: All of a sudden, the Vikings can't stop anybody. They can't score anything. They can't do a fucking thing. Nothing. How are, how are you worse with getting Adrian Peterson back? Hey, my point exactly. What the actual fuckings? Hey man, it's,
1: I told you early on in the season I wasn't buying that team. We're,
2: well done there. And hey, what about this? The Packers Bears, thirty to twenty-seven, against the Bears.
1: Yeah, I want to know how the, the Pack Bears? did not oh, butt fuck the you know, Chicago Bears. Like we just, we
2: I'm saying the Bears what we they were. it's the Bears, man. So that gives me hope for the final season or final game of the season, but whatever.
3: Titans I, and Chiefs really uh, all I can say is that th- this year the Bucks and the Lions didn't play each other but I'm surprised the Bucks did as well against the Cowboys as they did especially being in Dallas uh I just I, I see I I'm, I know we're not doing thing. picks I know we're not doing picks at the moment but I'm just saying this right now I, I don't I don't think the Lions are going to hold their own as well against the Cowboys as the, as the Bucks did I, I'm not buying the Bucks, but I'm buying
2: Jameis Winston. That guy has has become a very good quarterback, really has. Get that man some free crab meat. Titans are 19, Chiefs are 17. Come on,
1: man. I, I, I told you about Tennessee, man. I told. Come on, man. You know, like Charlie Murphy at the end of that Prince get. I fucking told you. <laughs> fucking, I'm telling you, man, don't That's count. That's one that,
2: of the pages for what the fuck is. Don't
1: count that Tennessee team out. Like, it's. You could do pick a fucking you know. I think I told you I thought that the Colts are going to come out of that division. It could be it could, it could be the Colts, Houston, or the, the uh, Titans. My money, if you look at the eyeball test right now, which one of those three teams looks the best consistently week after week? The Titans. I could possibly Tennessee could come out of that
2: division. Then you got the Jags and the Texans. Jags twenty, Texans twenty-one. Oh. I thought the Texans would win.
4: Garbage. Jags came
2: out of nowhere.
1: Garbage, dude. That game was awful. That game <laughs> was fucking horrible. Houston, dude. Houston, you know, you know. Maybe talking about both sides of my mouth here. Houston has no business coming out of that division the way they played against the Jaguars. Like in Brock, and Brock Osweiler. Hey,
2: have a seat, son. What was the meme <laughs> that was posted in the group? Send my favorite bench down. <laughs> yeah, tell Denver to send the favorite bench. Well, speaking of what the fuckins', not so much who won, but how. Saints forty eight, Cardinals twenty one. Really? All of a sudden, Cardinals defense can't stop a motherfucking thing.
1: I'm Brandon Cooks, man. He put up almost forty fantasy points. That's good. You
2: got, you got one of the greatest fucking corners on the field.
1: Hey, man, can't Drew, stop him. Drew Brees, while the sun is setting, still got some gas left in that tank.
2: <laughs> Here you go. 49ers, Falcons. Yeah, ah.
1: Chip Kelly's got to be the next coach to get fired, right? Him He's or the guy in like Cleveland.
2: How did it go back in the day? If you tallywhack a snap, yeah, gotta go.
1: Like San Francisco just looks bad. Like, are San Francisco and Cleveland gonna play this year?
2: San Francisco is thankful for Cleveland this year. I'm just saying. Oh. I think they should have the Super Bowl and the shit bowl. Shit bowl. <laughs> I do. I think should be a thing. Patch Broncos, sixteen to three. The teddy bowl. Ouch.
1: Yeah. How about Pittsburgh's kicker? (laughs) Chris Boswell won that game for him. Six field goals. Mm -hmm. Not a touchdown from any part of your offense. Cincinnati's defense ain't that good. Garbage. Even though they got him.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but the Broncos, three points, ouch.
1: Hey man. Broncos. Uh They are not who we thought
2: they were. They are who I thought they were, but they are who I thought they were. I thought their defense, you know, strong, and and I mean, holding Tom Brady to sixteen points, Bill Belichick sixteen points. eh, It's pretty strong defense. Von Miller can't play on both sides of the ball. That's a problem. Another number twenty-eight, honor of our show, Latavius Murray, Raiders nineteen, the Chargers sixteen. That wasn't what the I knew. I called that. I still think the Chiefs could take that division. I really do. Uh it's gonna be hard. Those two teams right. The Raiders there. will have to drop two in a row. And then the though. Bucks at twenty and the Cowboys at twenty six. I was like, well, maybe you can pull it out. Maybe, maybe. Nope. We gotta
3: oh, get it. At halftime, dude, the the, the the Buccaneers logo with the with the bag on its head. That that was just like I was like, That's it. And then they, because I mean look, here's the deal. As much as they say Florida is the north and the south, a Bucks fan is nothing but a Detroit Lions fan in Florida. <laughs> we just wait for bad shit to happen. That's why I'm not greedy. I'm just like, I've got my Super Bowl, okay? I'm happy. I'm like Dennis Leary after the first uh, uh, they World Series win they were. for Boston. He's like, I'm not Steinbrenner. I don't need to win 30 times. Okay, I got my I got my World Series in my lifetime. I'm happy. Anything else they do from here on out is gravy. So, but, but yeah, yeah. And of course, they started. I'm like, oh my god, they can come back. They can do this. They can do this. Yeah. And no, they can't. Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no. My number right. one, what the fuckins for this week in football? Carolina twenty six, Redskins fifteen. What the fuckins? Are you kidding me?
1: Red. I- Hey man. I I have Cam believed, Newton cried. I believed the Redskins all year and they're just starting to prove it to me that they're they're just going to end up as also ran, that a team that it was exciting for a couple weeks for them but they're just they're going to end up as a this year. That's my opinion on Washington. I'm not I am not impressed.
2: Yeah, but Cam Newton did cry, so I'm okay.
1: Is that news? Every other week, he's doing something. What did he dress up you like this week? You,
2: you didn't see him throw the football? No. At the Redskins player,
1: cause he hit him in the head. Oh, I I saw some kind of alert come across my my phone about that. Was he get fine? Is he gonna get fined? Is he going I don't know. He got suspended. Is he gonna go talk to the principal about how he thinks this bullshit? Like he did a few months ago.
2: Well, here's the thing, though, and ESP didn't. ESPN did a great coverage of this. It's not just Cam Newton. There is a problem in the league with quarterbacks getting hit in the head way harder than cam newton and nobody's getting the call nobody i understand let him play but if there's going to be a penalty at at any point it's got to be at all points for hitting it's a quarterback in the head matt stafford was hit in the head uh almost every quarterback this week at some point was hitting the freaking head
1: well if you acknowledge all these head injuries, then if you're gonna have to come to grips that maybe there's uh you know the CTE connection.
2: Well in the and uh nope, No head Reed, injuries here I, <laughs> Reed on uh frickin' Redskins tried to have a boxing match in the middle of the field. He got ejected.
3: Yeah, but homeboy squared up with him.
2: He did. He punched him right in the fucking face mask.
3: <laughs> Which is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. I know, right? <laughs> unless, unless your name is Joey Kosher and you've been known to break, like, full face hockey mask and crack helmets open with your fist, stop doing punches if guys with wearing fucking football helmets, okay? And at the same point, they don't, you
2: know, not all, all of them have full face masks because some of the bar's missing.
3: Oh, I like, understand, they're... but... Still, it's like do it, do <laughs> do what they said in uh in thirty for thirty about the Catholics versus the convicts. Okay, keep it cool in the, uh, on the field, and we can meet the we can meet in the in the in the parking lot afterwards. Right, <laughs> <laughs> you really want to go? There's always a chance after the game.
1: Do you guys see? Uh, speaking of helmets, do you guys see that Chicago game? It was so cold. The dude's helmet see, right off. The dude's logo <laughs> fell off
3: and they just uh espn posted one uh might have been earlier today or or yesterday i can't remember um but it was (laughs) the entire helmet was cracked because it was so cold i'm like oh my god dude fuck that i'm all right with that man
1: dude they get the big bucks man was what was it i kept hearing what was his name matt barkley was wearing a a wetsuit it was a Tip that he picked up from Carson Palmer, who had picked it up from Tom Brady. It's to keep your core warm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it's shaping up to be an interesting next couple of weeks. Some of these divisions, it yeah. is not as so, sewn up as people would like to think it is. Like, we got a good next couple of weeks coming, man. It's going to be
3: awesome. Well, here, before we head, long, you know, head first into picks here, uh, did we want to cover the uh, Ezekiel Elliott non fine? Oh,
1: jumping into uh, uh, the. To the Salvation Army bucket? That'll be okay,
3: a fine. Okay, because let's just, well, before before I'm just saying, and everybody feels this way because I say so starts, let's just get this out here. Let's, let's get the facts out here before we start with opinions presented as facts. If you use a, the way the rule is written, if you use a prop in your celebration, that's a penalty and a fine. How did he not get penalized and fined? That was my whole argument
1: because it's, it's, it's the way goodell operates it's you get it's it's getting, okay but you can say
2: goodell but what about the rest on the field that's a flag i understand but it's getting i'm not saying it's right i'm just
1: saying it's how goodell operates it's getting tons of positive actually positive publicity for the salvation army and, and lo- zeke
3: said he was going to throw twenty one thousand to the salvation army
1: and he did
2: that's
1: so there's your fine i mean I'm not, I'm not saying it's right i'm just saying it's have we learned how this This is how this guy operates by now? You get his league some bad press. He fucking You get banished and slapped on the face and all this and uh, suspended, but you get the league some good press. You know He turns a blind eye.
2: I just, that's how this guy operates. Okay, but point. that's a
1: fact, man. There's still got to be a penalty. Or
2: it's this? a penalty that means nothing. It's on the kickoff, but still a penalty, man. Did we
1: just have a conversation about
2: penalties that haven't been called? That was blatant. Well, no, I know. I, but I'm I just saying, that was everybody in the stadium saw. It. Helen fucking Keller saw that.
1: I understand, but I'm just saying we're we just had the conversation about how refs aren't calling every penalty. Trust me, I get it. I understand. I'm not. But I'm just. This is how Goodell operates. Positive, positive press. We'll view your twenty one thousand you're giving to the Salvation Army as your fine, and we will carry in on about our day.
2: Poor Odell. did you see <laughs> so, him. Odell Beckham Jr. went on, <laughs> was interviewed, and he said, "No, well, you know, that's just how the league operates. If, if it was me, I most definitely would have been flagged and, and fined.
3: Oh, yeah, he was He was dragging his, he pulled out his bloody tampon and slapped it all over Twitter about it a few times, too.
2: Yeah, because uh, him just kicking that gut.
3: <laughs> all see, that he- I, think, I think we're ignoring the real story here. The real story is, okay, he wasn't penalized, and, yeah, okay, whatever. It's a bull, it's it's a, it's a penalty that really doesn't matter. It's on the kickoff, okay, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But the point is that rule was broken. And then the rule that was set where you will be fined if you use a prop during a touchdown celebration, was completely overlooked by Goodell. And this goes back to what we've said. This goes back to why we don't have NFL team shop sponsorship because we're not going to sit around and let the Fuhrer fucking get away with the shit he gets away with, and tell him, you know, what nice clothes he's wearing, why his balls are flopping in the wind. The motherfucker enforces rules arbitrarily and does what he wants. He is above the law. Why is that? Because the owners let him be, because that's who he works for. And I'm finding it harder and harder to have any respect for the shield that these people fucking cry and piss their panties over about you gotta respect it and every fucking 10 seconds but in a commercial break there's a fucking domestic violence commercial because ooh we have to have them in there did you see the new
1: one the relationship abuse ones oh my god <laughs>
3: the Jesus. people are all how could you, how could you not see it
1: the, the everyone's telling them to delete someone from their <clears> phone <throat> it's like women and men it's like this is relationship I'm like this is like every relationship I've ever been in <laughs> like it's
3: it, the it it's mafia shit, guys. It's mafia shit. And unfortunately, the, the 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 more I do this podcast, the more I get into these stories. The more I realize that we're sitting here doing a podcast about something that's as crooked as any fucking union ever was. That's destroying lives as any mafia ever fucking did. I mean, the whole thing, really, really, there, there's no there's there's no fucking correlation between. Multiple concussions and CTE. How many guys have had to die or suffer in their through 50s. horrible consequences? Or 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 commit suicide or self medicate themselves to an early grave because the NFL didn't want to say I was wrong. I mean, I, at this point, I don't want the NFL fucking sponsorship. I mean, I'm sorry. I there's a little there, there's a little bit of fucking backbone in me. Don't cut me a fucking check with your bullshit blood money. And say, well, as long as you play, play ball, then we'll go ahead and keep these checks coming in. Fuck that! Let the bridges I burn light the way. I mean, it, it, this is this is bullshit, man. This is any other league, they would call his ass on the carpet because it's the NFL and the NFL has a license to print money. Everyone is letting him get away with this. Yep, and it's horseshit. Well, and he's the one of the
2: new faces of the NFL as well.
1: I mean, quite honestly, it's like just the jadedness is set. It's. We first started this podcast. I'd probably be a lot more outraged, than I am now. Now I'm just like, I'm just yeah, and like this is, it, and this how, like I'm just more like this is how this operates now. Just more disillusion. Like yeah, this doesn't surprise me, you know. But this is also the same guy that if you if you've been keeping up on it, they are just fucking raking him over the coals off the field uh, about these alleged uh, domestic violence inci- uh, incidents. That law enforcement has washed their hands of, but Goodell is still investigating. Which he could still, Zeke could still actually face some sanctions on this uh, next season if they, they're still investigating shit from like last February. So, once again, law enforcement has said, we're done with, but Goodell apparently, he's got his, you know, his magnifying glass and a Sherlock Holmes cap, and he's gonna get to the bottom of this.
3: He's Steven Seagal's first movie, guys. He's above the law. Yeah. Right. And at at he it's he the same,
2: and it's the same guy. He won't discipline for breaking the rules. What the actual fuck?
3: And well, once again, who does who does who does Elliot play for?
2: Uncle Jerry,
3: play right? But Uncle I, Jerry and, uh, and America's, uh, America's team. team. Okay, and we all know, out of all the owners in the NFL, there may be more wealthy, there may be more powerful behind the scenes, but there is none more visible than Jerry Jones. So Goodell to go after one of Jerry's one of Jerry's kids.
1: <laughs>
3: that's, uh, that's 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 biting the hand that feeds him.
1: Jerry has never met a microphone he doesn't like.
3: And I guarantee you, a businessman with that much success and that much money and that much power is a petty motherfucker because that's how he got to the top. I guarantee you. So Goodell knows if he crosses Jones. He's fucked. So you think
2: a phone call was made saying, don't do it? Because he is investigating mm-hmm. Zeke. Like Chris said, he is investigating Zeke over shit that the law enforcement said.
3: He's clear. He didn't do it. So okay. let's be honest here. Let's be honest here. I don't There's think a nothing- phone call was
1: made. I think Goodell waits. He sees what uh, how they, he takes the temperature of the media and the public, and then he acts from there. Because How often has there been a, any kind of suspension handed down on Monday morning? on Tuesday morning. Well, they're always handed out later in the week. I think he, he, uh, he, he takes the temperature of the, 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 the country and he goes from there. I mean, fucking look at last week still. Nothing with Harry Douglas and, uh, Akeem Tlaib. Nothing. Nothing has come of that. Same kind of yeah. deal. Just kind of, he takes the temperature and acts accordingly. And this one, he's like, Salvation Army's loving it. Like, uh, oh, whatever. Oh, you're making a twenty one thousand dollar donation? Well, we would have fined you twenty one thousand dollars, so that all washes up.
3: To answer your question, Earl, I don't <clears throat> I don't know if I go so far as to say a phone call was made. I think that I think Goodell has his standing orders. He's got his ROE, he's got his rules of engagement, he knows he knows what they are, and he knows until that phone rings and those rules of engagement are changed, the bar is either lifted or lowered then he's to play by those rules if he wants to keep making that big fucking paycheck so i mean look ultimately personally i don't think he should have been i don't think there should be a rule that you're fined and all this shit maybe maybe give him a penalty like you said it's going to be on the kickoff anyways yawn big deal all right but where are all these anti-celebration shits coming from okay because because back in the day it, you know, it used to be laid at the feet of old white men. Old white men don't want to see young black guys playing the game. Like, okay, if you've watched the You documentary, that was one of the <laughs> things they've said. They don't want to see us, you know. They want to see the old Notre Dame fight song, a bunch of old bullshit like that. They don't want to see a bunch of young guys, you know, from the hood celebrating and, you know. They don't, are you saying dancing. they
2: don't want to see a black man dance a jig with his posse? Is that what you're saying? And what I'm but, but what I'm getting at is that you're
1: jiving with this posse. Let's get it right they
3: used, to, they used to be what they, whose feet they laid these rules at, and they'd say, well, this is because this is our bread and butter, and they don't like it. Really? Well, that bread and butter is either suffering from Alzheimer's, shitting themselves in some fucking home right now, or dead, okay? Eight, 30 years ago, these ain't, you know, 30 years ago, these men were 60. 30 years later, salt and sugar kicked their ass, or they're already in the grave, Okay, so now...
1: Yeah, newsflash people, th- middle-aged people are creeping up on being born in the 1980s.
3: Exactly. I don't have a problem with it. Chris, I don't think you have a problem oh, with it. No, I encourage it. I, oh, encourage I don't it. Think you have a problem with it. Oh, hell no.
1: I, I want to see okay. motherfuckers carrying fireworks in their fucking... <laughs> in their pants, lighting off Roman candles after they win. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean, I, maybe it's because we grew up with hearing, if you don't want to see me celebrate, keep me out of the end zone. Maybe it's because we just grew up and to us it wasn't that big of a deal because it was entertaining and that's what sports ultimately is yes there's a level of honor and respect and competitive natures and 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 all these other things that we like to apply like the gladiator the modern day gladiators we like to apply that to sports but ultimately at the at the end of the day if you boil it down to its base ingredient sports is entertainment and no one wants to watch a bunch of stuffy ass people Run into the end zone and act like seventy-year-old white men with a stick up their ass. No one wants to. No one wants to watch that. Barry Sanders. Hey gang, we scored. High five. <laughs> well, you can't do that because that's a fine these days, and that's you know, you, 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 you If you watch, you know, you can't involve any teammates in any other celebration.
1: Really, you can't give your boy a high five like, hey, good job.
3: I'm be. i I'm, I'm totally exaggerating, yeah. but yes, you cannot involve another te- one of your teammates in your celebration. Wow, Barry Sanders! <clears throat> High
2: five!
3: Exactly, and here's the thing: I never had a problem with what Sanders did. Me neither. I never, I never said Sanders has to dance. I never said that. It's, it's, what,
0: <laughs> it's what the
3: players want to do. Look, I mean, if you're if you're playing in the Super Bowl, okay. First of all, just just this is something that has always stuck out in my mind. The first football game <clears throat> that my ex-wife went to with me. We were 17 rows off the end zone, where the and we were right by where the teams come out, where the lions come out by the helmet. And she's sitting there, and she goes, "That's it. That's that's all they have to get is those 10 yards. That looks so like. How can they not get that?" And I and I said, "Okay, Imagine but I said
1: there are fucking like 11 cars in front of you, <laughs> and they're all going to come at you in erratic directions, but
3: all okay, four so, escorts." <laughs> So that was that was before the, the the teams come out. Then the teams come out. And being near the end zone, obviously we saw red zone, we saw defensive, you know, goal line stands, and she was like, Oh, oh, I get it now. Okay, so that's that's someone who's never even been on an actual football field or been close enough to an actual football field with even college players or high school players, I should say, not college, to see that, that's, that 10 yards can feel like 100 if you got the right team lined up opposite of you. And once she did, she said, well, God damn it, they had, they've, haven't they earned the right to go into the, you know, to, to celebrate if they get in there? She goes, I would. I'd celebrate. I said, yeah, that's exactly how I feel. But for some reason, and this was, once again, when we were kids, it was, you know, the stuffy stuff shirts, the bougie fucking sedity committee motherfuckers. Oh no, can't have that. Well, they're dead or they're fucking dying off. Okay, it's time to get with the times. Alright? And the times say, let the fucking players celebrate.
1: Yeah. But. Come on, man. We, do they still do that on Monday Night Football? <laughs> yes, they do. Yeah, didn't that replace, uh, what would you say, the you got jacked? You got yeah. jacked up! Because
3: <laughs> they did. Yeah, and 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 there you go. Once again, why'd they get rid of that to try to overhaul the NFL's image? Well, we don't need, we don't want. If they if they if they uh-huh. didn't know that there was a connection between these concussions and CTE, then why would they try to downplay the viciousness of these hits? Why would all of a sudden they remove their most popular segment and replace it with "Come on, man, guys doing dumb shit, having brain farts on the field"? Come on, man. Oh, come on. I mean, come on, man. Come on. Oh, Come on. Two plus two, oh, powerful man. erection. That's all I'm saying. Bunch of horse. <laughs> all right. Bunch of horse. So is that
1: is that all we got to say on the NFL this week?
2: Uh, just very little what the fuckins, but they were major what the fuckins.
1: Yeah, but uh, so should we make our, our Christmas Eve picks? We get we, our, our gift. We get a gift this year. We get we get most of the games today early. early. <sighs> So, I guess we'll start. Uh, Rich, you're not last place anymore. But neither am I. We're tied. So, we're tied. Again. <laughs> um, I, I know.
3: We've been this way, like, what, five, six times this yeah, season so far?
1: We're both at 571. Uh, Earl, you stay. You, you, you had the worst week. We all had a good week. You had the worst out of all of us. Uh, but still, you had first place. 638 winning percentage. Because like, I love the Lions. I'd like to point out that we pick better than a lot of major market, maybe even uh, major network pregame Books. shows. Just saying. Maybe some. We <laughs> p- pick better than some pregame shows that actually have, have players, ex players on them. Just saying. Not calling anybody out, but just saying what I've noticed when they flash winning percentages up. But, alright, so tradition going, uh, Earl. You get to pick which order
2: we pick in. I suck when I pick last. I'm going to pick second. Rich, me, Chris.
1: All right, Rich. There you go. You get to lead it off. So I guess let's start with the first game, Thursday night game.
2: Oh, these are terrible games that we're going to have to pick. Some of these are going to go,
1: uh. Yeah, uh, the New York Giants, fresh off... Uh, Whooping the Detroit Lions ass. It's a road game for them, but is it, though? I mean, it's... Like I mean, is it? They're taking the bus, really. They're heading down to Philly face the Eagles. TNF. Thursday night football. Uh, gentlemen, uh, what do you think happening?
3: happening? Uh, okay, first, I just have no faith in the Eagles. Come on. I don't care if they're at home. I mean, it's... To me, this is almost a gimme, unless for some reason the Giants like decide to go out and slam heroin, snort coke, fuck hookers, and drink all night on Wednesday. I, I, give me the Giants.
2: No, even if the Giants did that, they still win. Uh, yeah,
3: Lawrence Taylor proved
2: that. Right? The Eagles need another year or two years. <laughs> They need another year to two years to develop everything and, and get a cohesion going. They'll be a contender again soon. Give me the Giants.
1: Yeah, I think momentum's on the Giants' side. I think they're they're fucking the... the I'm starting to put the Giants kind of in that class with Pittsburgh. Is they'll be very meh, ho-hum, and underwhelming most of the season, but they seem to turn it on when they need to turn it on. And their defense is gelling... Uh, Eli uh, has been a very pedestrian passer all year. All of a sudden puts, throws up 200 against the Lions. Eagles, They, they. I'm with you, Earl. They need a couple more years to cook. Uh, going with the Giants. Uh, so next up we have uh, Miami division matchup. Heading into uh,
3: Buffalo. Uh, uh, I told you. <laughs> I it's 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 already from oh, Rex Ryan the you know oh, am I going to be fired at the end of the season this is the first I'm hearing from that We're hearing about that uh, it's 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 not exactly like Chris and I say where when the GM comes out and says we have nothing but faith in our head coach he's going nowhere and a week later he's fired but it's close enough I just think the wheels have come off in, in Buffalo so give me give me the Dolphins
2: I'm going opposite. I'm going Bills. I think uh, I, if the if the Eagles need another couple of years to cook, the Dolphins, I, I, they need to find their school of Dolphins because I, I, I don't know. They're just one week, they're all together and on the same page. The next week, they're what the fuckins. So I, I'm going to go with the Bills. At least they got their shit together. Whether they can put it and win or not, we'll see. But at least they're at home.
1: Uh, Buffalo's at home Uh, you could argue Miami's coming up to the cold Uh, Buffalo at this point probably is on probably about their fifth or sixth foot of snow for the year Uh, but uh, uh, I don't know whose offense impresses me less Miami's or Buffalo's Uh, uh, but that Miami you know what Miami is their, their defense has been helping them win a few of these games uh, man. Like, see, this one's harder to pick for me than the the, the first matchup. The Buffaloes at home. Miami's on their backup. You know what? Give me fucking Buffalo. I was gonna go Miami, but i want to go with you, Buffalo. Okay. Next up, the Oh, another another division. Uh, the Jets heading into Foxborough.
3: oh man the Jets all the way (laughs) fuck out of here fucking Patriots you know what there's
2: just I was trying to find something clever pull all your starters Gronk's off for the season anyway Uh, Bill Belichick stay at home and watch it on TV even then they wouldn't win I, you can't... There's... No. Pats. Dude, how
1: awesome would that be if Bill Belichick <laughs> sat out of <again? laughs> it? Like, I'm just going to coach from my home. I'm working from home today, guys. Uh, yeah, Pats. I mean, come on. The Jets are a fucking dumpster fire this year. New England's... I've been there to get the playoffs sewn up. They have the division sewn up yet? Has anyone clinched a division yet? No, oh, Seahawks. They have clinched a division. Because... The rest of their division's a shit show, but yeah, give me the pats. Next up, <laughs> Tennessee at Jacksonville. Uh oh. Do, do we got to think for this one?
3: Uh, well, yeah, my cousin and my uncle, they're going to be happy. Tennessee's going to win this one. Jacksonville is going they're just rudderless this season. And <laughs> I mean,. Not just rudderless; they're coachless now. So I, I don't have any faith in them.
2: Uh, they're on the right track. At least they got rid of the coach. Uh, I don't know if this coach change is going to make a difference. I don't know if they got to wait, you know, till next year, find the right coach, do the right thing. Is this coach going to stay the course? Because it's obviously not working. I don't know. I mean, it could be a, a shocker. I gotta call Tennessee because I don't see it. Tennessee.
1: Tennessee is a better offense. Tennessee is tied for first in their division. They have something to play for. I'm going with Tennessee. Uh, next up. Ooh. Minnesota heading to
3: uh, Lambeau. Oh, God. It's not gonna get any easier for the Lions. It's going to be the Pats. Minnesota. I mean, they have to show up. So that's something. But, yeah, Pats. What? Pac. Pats. Pats, excuse me. I, yeah. We know what you R-E-P-E-T-C. Mean. R-E-P-E-T-C. Motherfucker, you know what I meant. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <sighs> God, do I want to pick Purple Rain. Come through for me one time. I want to pick it. I can't. I can't. Oh. I need it. I need it. And it ain't gonna happen. Fudge backers. Yeah, I mean this is
1: things lining up. It's at Lambo. They got momentum. Rogers is talking about I'm gonna be close to hundred percent. Think about it, he's been injured the last couple weeks. Still made it happen. You could argue that's Think why they were so close in Chicago.
3: Well, Think my argument was he the said weather? he was running the table.
1: Yeah, he even said we're going to run the table. Give me Green Bay. I mean, this is what this is what they do, right? This is what Rodgers is built for.
2: Well, is it is it that he was hurt or is it the weather? Because uh, they always cold. Tell me, <laughs> like, motherfucker,
1: he's from, he plays in Green Bay. That's been, what like, I'm asking. Hey, how about this warm Chicago day? where... <laughs> <laughs> going down south, it's going to be warm in Chicago. All right, <laughs> but I mean, yeah. So the next up, uh, San Diegans. they are heading to San Cle- Diego. <laughs> they're they're heading to Cleveland to face the Browns. Uh, both teams with nothing to play for, really. Or Cleveland, something to play. Cleveland playing to not share the dubious distinction of their very own Detroit line.
3: Uh, Yeah, San Diego's got something to play for. Uh, Weren't they basically all but confirmed to be moving to L.A. after, or in the next season or two?
1: Yeah, I believe they're going to be the Los Angeles Chargers pretty soon.
3: Yeah, so, I mean, here's the deal. I mean, yeah, really, honestly, neither team has any reason to, like, be pounding their chest and headbutting each other, you know, all excited before the game besides the fact that that's just what they do so maybe the chargers are like oh a san diego 10 is like an la 7 so we're going to be getting some real high class pussy here in a couple of years and that'll get them excited and it won't be a, a tie but yeah just give me the chargers it's browns oh and 16 baby
2: San Diego. I believe Philosopher said it was a whale's vagina. German for a whale's
1: vagina. I just watched vagina. it on Sunday. I haven't seen that in a minute.
2: Movie silly. Oh, God. You know I want to pick the Browns here. You know I do. Get off my Detroit Lions nuts, but... Uh, they don't want to be a footnote. Even if they're moving, they still don't want their last season or two... To have a footnote that they stopped the Browns losing streak—that's what they're playing for, Chargers.
1: Yeah, Damn give it. me the Bolts.
2: They got a way better team. I mean, come on.
1: Hey, Cleveland now is uh is it, Wasn't there a meme on uh, the internet that, uh, or maybe it was somebody had Alabama? They ran a video game simulation of Alabama played Browns, yeah, beat them twenty-four to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just where Cleveland's at, right? That's about it. All right, next up, Washington at Chicago.
2: <laughs> Washington. Uh, yeah, no toilet bowls here.
1: Get yeah, them as much as I'm not buying the Redskins, I'm buying them beating the Bears. So we're going to take the Redskins. Uh, next up. NFC South divisional divisional game doesn't mean much for one team, but uh, the Dirty Birds heading into Carolina. Oh Jesus!
2: Oh Jesus!
3: I uh, I would really like for the Panthers to win, but I'd also really like for Carmen Electra to call me up for an emergency titty fuck. <laughs> 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 I don't think either are going to happen. So give me the Falcons. Julio Jones is back. Give me the Falcons.
1: Uh yeah, if Julio's back. I'm taking the Dirty Birds.
2: Yeah, he went to practice. It's okay. He's coming.
1: I mean, they still won without him. I mean, look who they played. But still, if he's going to miss any week, I mean, he gets a good timing award.
2: Yeah, huh? no, I just no.
1: All right, next up. There we go, kids. Colts heading into uh, Oakland. Oakland. What the
2: fuckings?
1: Oakland's already going to the playoffs. Just think about that before you make your pick. We may not have everybody playing in this Oakland game.
3: I think Oakland's too fired up. I mean, that's... It, <laughs> It's their first winning season in, what, 14 years? I mean, it's... Them guys are... Jacked up and ready to fucking hurt somebody. So, even the second string guys, I imagine, want to go out there and leave their mark. And the Colts... they just... You know, Iceman pushes the what the fuck I'm pushing... You know, they're 500. They're a 40 degree day, man. That's all they are. So fuck it. Give me the Raiders.
1: You know, I got to ask you, what you, off the air, what, what part of that 40 degree day drop you want? Because he had
2: a big soliloquy. Oh, had, I, had I, a big but, yeah, All right. So you're taking the Raiders? Yeah,
3: give me the Raiders.
2: All right. I'm going with the Raiders. Even if they play their second or third string, it's better than the Colts' first string. Uh, you know, they got Andrew Luck. They got somewhat of an offense rolling. Beautiful. But they don't got a defense to stop the Raiders. I don't care who they play.
1: All right. uh, Oakland's in the playoffs. Indy's got something to play for. I'm going with Indy. Good luck with that. Yeah? Hey, sometimes, man. Broken clock strike twice a day. All right. right. Colts, because somebody had to. Next up Tampa Bay at New Orleans. Good luck with this one, gentlemen.
3: I, usually, uh, defense, to me, would dictate who's going to win or who I'm going to pick. Excuse me. But, dude, I mean, it's still the Saints. they put up over 400 points so far. Yeah, I mean, and
1: they're having an off year. Just think about exa- that.
3: It's just... The only thing the only thing the Bucks have going for them is their road record. I mean that's it.
4: So their road record the road.
3: Is, is five and two, and Saints at home are three and four. I mean they don't they don't even have a winning you know winning streak to say momentum. So I would be a fool going by the stats to pick anybody but the Saints.
2: I'm picking the Bucks. Uh, You get gumption enough to beat people like, you know, Kansas City. You come close to beating the best team in the NFL. I mean, you're within striking distance at the end of the game. So, Saints ain't neither one of them. And the Saints got held to no touchdowns by the Detroit Lions. So, fuck. (laughs) Just got to get that in there don't you the Saints got held to zero touchdowns first time in 60 games by the Lions uh, um,
1: same thing with my last pick at this point the best New Orleans has to play for is being a spoiler Uh, Tampa Bay's got something to prove something to play for give me the bucks man give me the bucks
3: I hope you guys are right
1: they could still take the division. They're not mathematically yeah, that's out of true. it. Uh, that's true. All right. Next game we have Arizona uh, at Seattle. Uh, this was a God. NFC championship matchup a few years ago. This year, mm, not
3: so much. You broke up completely. I didn't hear anything you said.
1: Oh, I said Arizona at Seattle. This was an NFC championship matchup. Oh, okay. Once upon a time. Once upon a time, but this year... Not really.
3: Yeah, no. Yeah, twelfth man all the way.
1: I don't know. <laughs> that is not an option. <laughs> we're not. We're not making not. new rules week fucking sixteen.
4: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I want to I don't Give know. Give me a
1: follow-up.
3: Damn it! I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, I think. I think because of how many ties we've had. You could actually call it uh, for a tie, which is oh, as close I to most the, just, as the I, don't,
2: I don't know which Cardinals team is going to show the fuck up this
3: week. Ah, I don't think they know what Cardinals team is going to show up this week.
2: Fuck it. Give me the home team. Give me Seattle.
1: Uh, Seattle's already got the division locked up. Yep. I'm going Give me the Cardinals. I think they're going to see a lot of second-string guys, quite honestly. I don't think Seattle. I think Seattle's done playing at full strength for the rest of the year until the playoffs. So give me, give me, give me the birds. Why not? Which birds? The Cardinals, man. That's okay. true. I did it. That's, that's, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Aha. Yes. Give me, the, give me the red birds. All right. Ugh. All right. You talk about the fucking. Oh, don't do wait, this. Wait, wait,
3: wait. Who you want? The Crips or the bloods?
1: Yeah. <laughs> You talk about the shit bowl, the toilet Can't bowl. Don't do this. Don't do this. Here we go. Oh, don't do this. Your boy, Colin oh, Kaepernick, taking his... in the, the soon-to-be-fired Chip Kelly <laughs> heading into uh, the... Uh, <laughs> coachless
2: yeah, the coachless
1: Yeah, see, the team where the coaches aren't even fired, Los Angeles Rams. God.
3: Ugh. God. This is garbage. Uh, 1 and 13 <laughs> versus 4 and 10. Just, you know what? I just. Just give me the Rams. If there was a game
2: that meant more than nothing than this game, I want to hear this game. Oh, God. Is it possible they'll forfeit and just watch the rest of the games like Saturday? They
1: called this game off, and it would have no effect on the NFL whatsoever.
2: (laughs) Nobody (laughs) would would fucking
1: notice.
2: Nobody would even care. Oh, God. Uh, Rams?
1: Yeah, I'd I'd say give me the home team who's also won three more games than the Niners. And the Niners are garbage this year. Is
2: Case is Case Keenum still the quarterback, or is it Jared Goff
1: Who knows? At this point, once again, I don't even think they know. At this point, Caller Ten can be the quarterback this Sunday. All right. Next up, uh, the Sunday night game. The Saturday night game. The Bengals. What the ends? at Houston?
3: ugh Yeah, I don't even have a snarky comment for this. Just give me the Texans. I,
2: I can't even get anywhere on this. It ah uh, ugh. Is there going to be AJ Green?
1: There was talk last week, but he ended up not playing. Does he come back?
2: For what? I know
1: <laughs> exactly.
2: Turned down for what, man? Give me the Texans. I I don't I don't know. Remember the Alamo, for fuck's sake. I don't get it. I don't... Fuck it. Texans.
1: Yeah, same here. I mean, we're, I'm going to default to Texans. Uh, they're tied for the uh, first place in their division. They got something to play for. Oh, come Best, on. best the Bengals got to play for is to be spoiler in their division. Uh, give me the Texans. Uh, so moving on to Christmas Day, we do get we get an afternoon game and we get a night game on Sunday. Uh, Baltimore oh, no. at Pittsburgh. Come good, on, good luck,
3: guys. Uh, even though the Ravens are my AFC team, I just man, Steelers are rolling. I mean they, they they're doing what. <laughs> They're doing what they do, man. It's late in the season. It's time for the Steelers. To t- they make it do what it do when it do what it do. So give me the Steelers. That's uh, not your name. I don't know from it.
2: Pretty much. Oh, God. All right. Fucking Pennsylvania. Steelers? Eh? I Is don't that know. a question or a statement?
3: Yeah. No yeah
2: yes. Uh, I'll take the physical challenge Mark Uh, ugh. Steelers yes yeah, Steelers
1: yeah I'm going with Steelers I mean they both have something to play for but it just this one I'm going with the eyeball test who has the better team really who has the better offense Pittsburgh no fucking doubt you got Antonio Brown you got Le'Veon Bell uh the Darius Green comes back is good now he's in the concussion protocol but still I mean you got Big Ben makes shit happen uh fucking the the Ravens this year great defense very pedestrian underwhelming offense give me the Steelers uh next uh, another great matchup you got Denver at Kansas City Merry Christmas Merry fucking Christmas Merry fucking ho ho Christmas
3: yeah You cannot discount home field advantage the Chiefs have. That is a stadium no one likes to play in unless they are on the Chiefs. The beat Joe Lewis's ass. So, give me the Chiefs on this one. Chiefs, give me Chiefs. Going Chiefs. Yeah, Chiefs it's coming. Finally, it's
2: fi- finally an even easy pick. Chiefs, Chiefs, are, Chiefs. Yeah, Chiefs are coming
1: off a bad beat. They're at home. Uh, this is for a playoff spot they could still win the division. Uh, so, Denver, I mean, they're, they're playing to just be in the conversation for the wild card at this point, with that record. Um, give me the Chiefs. And then, oh, here we go, gentlemen. The Monday night matchup. The Detroit Lions.
3: Heading to the more Jerry. Like the, more no. like the Monday night massacre.
1: Yeah. Heading into the Jerry Dome. Arlington to face Dak Prescott, Zeke Elliott, Des Bryant, Jason Witten, the Dallas Cowboys.
3: Yeah, Dallas is just gonna Texas two-step all over the fucking Kitty Cats. Come on, man. I mean, look, the Lions had their chance to make a statement last week and they didn't and now they have to go against a team who's better than the team they just played in an environment that's going to be more hostile than the environment they just played in it's not even going to be close to the Cowboys (sighs) I can't All I'm saying is you're real lucky the Lions decided that they were going to actually play football this season. Because if this was a regular Lions season, (laughs) your winning percentage would be in the fucking toilet. Just saying.
2: I can't. I can't do it. I can't pick
3: against them. Well, go ahead. I have a dream. Like I said, like I said, remember that four-game losing streak? That four-game losing streak plus their three-game losing streak to end the season here would have fucked your winning percentage up. You're lucky you came in when you did. Pick your, pick your, pick your lions, Homer.
2: Right. I had a dream that that they sat Dak, they sat Zeke, they put Tony in, and the Lions hurt him. <laughs> that would bring Dak back out. <laughs> I know, I know, I'm picking for a loss, but I have hope. Win or lose, Dallas, they're is- still in it. They're still in it.
1: All right. So Dallas is at home. Dallas, I'm sure, has taken notice that the only team to beat them this year is still not mathematically out of it. Coming to get them. Lions, I said it a 100 times in the last month. You need to beat the Giants in Dallas to impress me and to prove you for real because that's caliber kind of team you're going to run into the playoffs this year in the NFC. You're going through the Giants. You're going through New York. And if you just use the transitive property, the team that beat the Cowboys just beat you. So the Cowboys should beat you. I mean, it's... I'm from Detroit. I'm a Lions fan. (laughs) But... Just... Come on. I mean, Stafford's not 100%. It's... I, I can't... I can't. My football IQ. I cannot pick the Detroit Lions. So I'm picking the Dallas Cowboys. Hopefully, I'm wrong. I, you know, Earl. I talk all the shit on the Lions. I want to be wrong every week. I want. I want you to be right. But just.
2: I can't do it, man. Like, it's, I, no. I get it. I just. It's. The, the, it's a personal thing, and it's not just a homer pick. They mean a lot to me, for different reason, and I won't. If they go 0-16 again, Rich, yes, my winning percentage will put me at number three. And that's fine. I'm fine with that. They, they've done more for me than play football, and I can't get you guys to understand that right now, maybe later. But uh, they just they have a special place in my life, and I just won't pick against them. I don't care who the quarterback is, what their winning percentage is. If they never see a Super Bowl other than on TV, it's my boys.
1: So can we add four losses to your total and adjust
2: your <laughs> <just> your percentage? <laughs> if that's what you need to do, man. <laughs> but then you'd have to add all the winning games I would have picked, so... I would still be number one. Hater.
1: <laughs> all right. Yeah, all right. We, we, we get it. So, all right. This, there we go. Uh, do, do we pick when the football season ends? We start, <laughs> do we start picking hockey games and... NBA. <laughs> Pick the Daytona 500.
2: Oh, you can do that. Everybody does that. People bet on that.
1: Yeah. But uh, well, that's number twenty-eight in the can. Done. Happy holidays and shit. Because uh, this will be up a couple days before Christmas, Christmas Eve. Uh, thanks to everybody who's listened, who's liked, who's downloaded, who was shared. tell tell people. The the numbers go up every week, kids. So, thanks to everybody. Appreciate it. Uh, That being said, uh, we will catch everybody next
3: week. Alright, later, guys.
2: Alright, guys, don't bet on my picks this week. (laughs) Take care. (laughs) (laughs) And Merry Christmas. I'm going to say Merry Christmas. No, Happy Holidays. Merry Christmas. That's confidence
0: right there. Happy Kwanzaa, motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs)